and welcome back to the Film Tech Podcast, everybody. My name is Brian Shudia, and I'm here with... Chris Lucky. And today we're going to be talking about uh, E.T. E.T. E-fucking-T. The extraterrestrial. The extraterrestrial. Yeah. Uh, but before we do any of that, let's do the ketchup, condiments, light mustard, mayonnaise, whatever the fuck. The, the ketchup? The ketchup. I yeah, lost my ketchup. goddamn wallet. <laughs> that's, that's what that is. Ketchup with that. Wish I, could, <laughs> wish I could ketchup to where my wallet is. I'm still dying, by the way, so I'm, I apologize immensely. All right. So you, you've lost your wallet? Definitely have. I, I may have misplaced it. Not, not not ready to call it lost just yet, but definitely misplaced. <laughs> definitely misplaced. I like that. And it's, it's it's a little different from, you know, like the, the early 90s or something. Like it would have been a big deal, like if I lost my wallet, because I would have had like a couple hundred dollars in there. Yep. You know, like the, the money that you, you've made from a check, like you're carrying your cash, yeah. <laughs> you know. But it's like now it's just I didn't have any cash in the wallet, you know, but... I just don't want to have to be that. Like I was telling you earlier, like I didn't just have like my credit card or my debit card. Like I still had like one of my parents' debit cards and an aunt's credit card. So it's like now it's just like if I can't find those things, not only do I have to cancel my credit cards, they have to call family members and tell them that I'm an irresponsible piece of shit. And now they have to cancel their credit cards and debit cards as well. Uh, just say that uh, you got mugged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just absolve yourself of all responsibility. It's mm-hmm. like, hey, I was walking through a dollar store, mm-hmm. and this crackhead mucked me, yep. and there was nothing I could do about it. <laughs> <laughs> so cancel out all your shit. My family would like give me so much shit. Like, all, all that fucking working out and lifting weights that you do, and you got mugged by a goddamn crackhead, and there was nothing you could do about it. <laughs> so I guess you really have to take your, you have to pick your battle. Either I'm a responsible fuck, and I'm a pussy that didn't fight a crackhead. Exactly, yeah. Like one of the two, yeah. Like, for some reason, Terry Crews was in Charlotte, and he, he mugged me. <laughs> like, they can understand that. Yeah, Terry Crews, you know, what are you going to do? He's going to whoop your ass. I guess he lost his wallet, so then he mugged me, and then now I don't have my wallet, and yep. all the fucking thing. That's just how that is. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. Did, uh, did you see any of uh, Stranger Things? I did. I finished nice. season one okay. on the day it came out, the day season two came out. Nice. And then I've been, I'm on episode seven right now. Oh, shit. Like, you've been watching Stranger yeah, Things? I've been watching Stranger Things. Nice. And it's uh, fucking fantastic. And I it love it really so good. much. And it's funny that we're talking about Stranger Things and we're revisiting, like, one of the classic, like, mm-hmm. uh, what do you have this movie? The fucking E.T. E.T., yeah. Mm-hmm. We're revisiting one of the classic movies that you can definitely tell Stranger Things borrowed from. Oh, yeah. And, like, I don't know. I fucking, I fucking love Stranger Things. It's really like, good. It's just such a fun little series. Mm-hmm. It's, like, the cast is amazing. Yes, it is. Uh, Dustin is will is starting to be my favorite character. Will? Uh, no, Dustin. Oh, Dustin. Oh, that yeah. Dustin is the uh, the one with the lips. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hell Dustin's yeah. starting to be my favorite character. Like He's just lot. fucking hilarious. Yeah. And then like Steve, I don't know. I fucking love it. Like every time I watch it, I'm just like, yay. I'm glad that they they granted him and only him the uh, the ability to to cuss out of the kids. Oh, he's not the only one for sure. No, I mean like he's he's the only one that's like every episode is giving you shit, 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 fuck, damn. <laughs> like there's no, other kids that's like they might curse like once in the episode, but Dustin goes in. Yeah, he does. He's a cursing fucking machine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I love him. I there's mm. something about the show, and it's just like I don't like the show invites this weird sense of nostalgia mm. for a time that I wasn't even alive in. Yeah, and you just kind of watch it and you're just like, man, the Eddies look fucking fun. And then yeah. I realized that I'm like I'm brown, and it's just like the eighties. Maybe were not that fun for all of us, but <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's reminiscent for me, just like seeing the one black kid, and then like you see <laughs> South Park. It's like token. I mean, that's just what it was, you know. It's like you have the one black person that's around, and usually that person's dead if it's a television show or movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Lucas has survived. He's yeah. made it. He has made it. Uh, poor Will can't catch a break. Though. No, he can't. He's, can't. He is fucked. Yeah. Uh, but I'm really, I'm really enjoying the shit out of Stranger Things, man. Like. Yeah. I, I fucking love, like, the writing is really fun. Yes, it is. But, like, my favorite thing to do about the writing is that 
they know how to layer information mm -hmm. in a way that you immediately want to go like, oh, fuck, I got to watch the next episode. <laughs> Have you, uh, what do you think about the uh, the new kid? I can't think of her. Uh, Ma Max. Mad Max. Yeah. Mad Max. I like her. She's yeah. all right. I like her a lot. Yeah. yeah. Fuck Billy. Uh, Billy's Billy. a cunt. Which one's Billy? Oh, Billy's Billy. the brother? Yeah. Of course. Up. You know I love Billy. <laughs> <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I love Billy. And, 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 and this is the reason why. is because like I believe he's like a genuine, true guy. You know, not not as in like good, like come over for dinner, like here right. borrow my car type of good guy. <laughs> I mean, I mean like an honest guy that doesn't have much tact. So like he gets into the uh, he gets to the the new city, the new town, mm -hmm. and he finds out that um, what's the guy with the hair, the big '80s hair? Uh, Steve. Steve, yeah, like yeah. Steve is like the the runner of the school. Like Steve's a big guy on campus type of guy. So he gets to the school. He was like, oh, really, Steve? Okay, well I bet you I can out drink that ass. I'm like, yep, <laughs> new king of the keg. That's right here. They get to the um, they get to. But play the, brother, the thing is that Steve is not in. Engaging him in any of his bullshit. Mm, he's not. Just, Steve is just like, yeah, fine, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, he, he's, he's, he's like Steve, Steve doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, like no. Steve is just like the gentleman himself. But like the uh, the new guy's just a douchebag. He's such a, such and a piece I of love shit. fucking douches, man. I love douches. <laughs> like he gets him on the basketball court and beats Steve down playing basketball through this uh, this 80s montage where they're playing the push it to the limit you know and like he but he's giving him advice at the same time while he's kicking his ass yeah. so like he knocks him down to the ground he was like your feet were still moving <laughs> make sure Plan them before a charge exactly yeah. yeah so it was like so it's like that's like good basketball like i remember playing basketball and that what happened to me he was like hey you can get better like i'm actually a lot better than you so i can help you be better <laughs> if you want to be better <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I feel like Billy wants to be friends with Steve. Yes. Steve is just like, no, you're a cunt. Exactly, yes, very much. <laughs> he just keeps walking I agree. Away. <laughs> <laughs> I think the dynamic between Steve and Dustin is adorable. Yeah. Uh, Nancy and Jonathan finally got it going on. Nancy and Jonathan. Uh, that's, uh, Will's sister and... Will's sister. No, Will's brother and Mike's sister. Yes, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So they, oh, they got yeah. a thing going on. That was a nice scene with... Um, really <laughs> what's the guy's name? Benjamin something, the guy that plays the voice the, of Archer and um, went oh, High fuck, America Summer. Him? Oh, yeah. Guy? Yeah, I fucking love that guy. Me yeah. too. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. was probably my favorite episode in terms of just like lighthearted, like mm -hmm. take away from all the bad shit that's happening. Yeah, I, I, I fucking, I'm in, I'm in love with the series. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to watch anymore. Yeah, like I, I, I genuinely want to like finish this whole thing. Yeah. And like it's just it's just fun and it's fucking Samwise McGee is in there. Yes. And it's just like what the fuck is when he come up on screen I was like what the fuck is Samwise doing? Here? <laughs> yeah. like, am I gonna see Frodo walking in next time? It's just like no here's telling. a ring. Yeah. And it's just but oh, uh, shit. oh I, look at the time. <laughs> oh there we go. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah no Stranger Things it's super fun yes, and it I is. love how much it borrows from popular. Culture, like 80s from culture like yeah. classic filmmaking oh yeah culture and you can it, it's so it's it makes me happy it's, it's, so like, it's a good fucking show oh yeah it is uh, did you see they they referenced barbara in one of the episodes they they did J just slightly um um the girlfriend uh she was tired of uh her current boyfriend at the time mm -hmm. i can't remember his name is it steve the one with the hair yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Steve. she was steve like Harrington. steve that he was bullshit yeah. it was like it's all bullshit you're just walking around acting like none of this stuff happened you're bullshit this relationship is bullshit you're acting like barbara didn't uh, you know it's like she like goes, we didn't kill barbara yeah yeah wait what episode are you on i finished Oh, you're I finished, finished the first day. Yeah, because they do more than reference Barb. <laughs> okay, I, I just I didn't yeah. want to. Okay, yeah, yeah, for, yeah, yeah. I didn't want to go too 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 much into it, but yeah. No, like I'm all the way. Like, oh, how many episodes are there? Like, you're on seven. Is there ten? I think or there's nine? there might be ten or eleven. Okay, yeah, might, something like that. Yeah, uh, but I'm pro probably ten. Okay, yeah. but yeah, no, I'm episode seven. Like I like I've 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 been through the vodka guy. Yep. Nancy hooked up. Uh, I don't know what the fuck's gonna happen with Steve. Yeah. Uh, the Demogorgons like attacked all the medicine people. And the, the trap people. that Will set up because he had to. Mm. 
You know, like it's it's fucking cool. Yes, it Whatever. is. It is. Uh, Stranger Things too. Watch it if you haven't seen it. It's fucking fantastic. Hell yeah. Uh, did you watch anything else? I went back and watched uh, movies that I didn't know if I loved because I was a kid or if I loved them because they were actually just genuinely very good. Nice. Which ones are in that list? I, I started the uh, this weekend. Well, last week I started was um, was uh, Talladega Nights. Okay. And it's like I wasn't a kid for that, but I was still a kid as far as my mentality. I was like 21 when that came out. Right. But I wasn't as mature as I am now. Like, so, so like watching, I was like, I knew it was really funny and I liked it a lot, but then I watched it again last weekend and I was like, no, it holds up as funny, like, you know, immature, just those kind of jokes. Like yeah, it like holds up broad comedy. Very, very broad. Like I still very much laughed at that movie. So I was like, <laughs> all right, I, I still like that. Um, I watched Miss Congeniality this weekend. That movie does not hold up. I think Miss Congeniality does not hold up. I, I realized that I've only watched the movie on television. Yeah, you same. know, and and the good thing about television, which I never thought I would say, the <laughs> good thing about television is they they break it up into like twenty seventeen minute blocks worth right. of television or or of a movie. So like. I'll never have to watch the first 17 minutes of, of just exposition and finding out about, about a movie. Like, I won't have to. <laughs> you know? Because, like, I was watching the beginning of Miss Congeniality and she wasn't at the um, at the United States, Miss United States or whatever. She wasn't there yet. She was still a cop. And, you know, they have, it was just so much stuff that got in to get into the movie that I wanted to see. Yep. So I was like, all right, uh, I watched 30 minutes of this movie and I don't like any of this, no, I'm not, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I finish it up, and um, it's 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 a it's a good movie as long as you can watch the the good parts. I mean, it's a funny movie, but <laughs> yeah. like, it's just like from what was that year for like nineteen? That's like late nineties. Yeah. yeah, like late nineties to yeah. like now. Mm-hmm. It's like tw- at least twenty years of like social progress and social mm-hmm. redefinition. Oh yeah, and then you watch a movie like Miss Congeniality, yeah, and you're like. This feels weird and uncomfortable. Yes, and it's like I don't know. I kind of want to see her be like a beauty pageant, turn into a cop instead. I don't. I don't. I don't know. Like I, I kind of like some of that nostalgia, like some of the stuff that we can't go back and do ever again. Yeah. I was listening to a lot of Richard Pryor this week, <laughs> and he was like, um, he was telling a joke about this uh, this guy that was dead. He was like, "Yeah, you shouldn't have been up there fucking that faggot." And then everybody would just bust out laughing, and I was like, "Holy shit!" Was like, like, what? Can't get away with that shit now. <laughs> you cannot like even for the sake of a joke you know it's like you would not just be able to get away with that career uh, like, right ooh, yeah. yeah Dave Chappelle he came out and said some uh, things that were a little sensitive in his last special and people were kind of getting on him and which I thought were really funny jokes it was funny. by the way they definitely but was they're right <laughs> yeah. they're also problematic as fuck jokes. yeah yeah I was like, just like wow we could get away with a lot yeah. more stuff that's the past. hardest part about trying to be funny mm-hmm. uh, like now mm-hmm. cause like before you could just throw a little bit of shock humor yeah and then you would get a laugh yeah but now it's just kind of like oh no fuck i gotta be like plan out what i say yes the joke has got to have like a some structure to it definitely does like i have to be actually funny now uh to 17 so comedians are are getting getting it's a hard job now <laughs> oh yeah sure. yeah i mean the, the cream is rising to the top and the, the bullshit is fading away that's yeah. a, a good thing Goddamn about it, right. I guess. uh anything else that you oh have you seen anything uh, no, I'm trying to think. Like, I, I, I watch a lot of Stranger Things. I watch, oh, I watch a movie called Contracted. Contracted. On Netflix. Because mm. um, it was Halloween, and me and Louise had nothing to do. Yep. So we, we, get up, we met up and watched Contracted, which Contracted. is a movie on Netflix about a woman that gets a sexually transmitted disease, mm. and her body starts literally falling apart and rotten, mm. and uh, she's trying to get cured while trying to hide the fact that she's got a disease from everybody. Okay. And here's the fucking... 
she gets uh, she gets date raped, and that's how she gets the disease. Mm. She's a lesbian, mm. and so <laughs> the movie's just like this weird. She gets date raped by another female. By another dude. No, she gets she was in a party, gets date raped by a dude, but she's dating this other girl who's a massive fucking cunt. Okay. In the entire show, uh, the entire movie, and so like the the whole premise of the movie is just like zombieism started as a sexually transmitted disease because <laughs> the guy that date raped her uh, fucked a dead body mm. before the party. Yeah. And then they raped this chick, and then uh, she got sick, but the the seas just started breaking down her body and like started bleeding on her like out of her uterus. Mm. Uh, she started like her uterus started bleeding, like her eyes were just like fucked up. Did she go? Did she, did she try to seek help? Yeah, she did several times. Okay, All right. and everyone in the movie is just kind of like I don't know, just like. Oh damn! And then everyone, in, like even the doctor, the doctor was like, "Yeah, I don't know what to tell you until the tests come back." Mm. And she's just like, "I'm fucking dying." And it's just like, just don't come in contact with anybody for a while. Like it's it's, it never it's, works out. <laughs> I'm wondering, like, if there were, did they hit on any like overlying or underlying metaphors or allegories that they were trying to get to? Like the um, the movie, um, it it follows. It follows. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's like with, with this movie because I mean, if she was date raped and then she's dealing with this like inner tumultuous things that she's dealing with, and then on the movie they're saying that this is you're becoming a zombie, but in reality it's just you're dealing with something. No, there's in- no metaphor. There's really oh, no fuck. metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a schlocky, oh. fucking Netflix watch with your friends mm. and laugh kind of movie. Okay. And like it's like Chuck horror. It's like Chuck body horror, really. Yeah. Because, like, she has maggots in her vagina at one mm. point, and it's just, like, everything's fucking falling apart. Okay. And, like, the only reason she didn't tell anybody about the date rape mm. uh, was because she didn't want her kind of a girlfriend to find out that yeah. she had sex with another dude. Yeah. Despite the fact that it was a date rape. Uh, and it's just, it's a fucking, it's a bad movie by mm. all means. Okay. But I enjoyed myself watching this bad movie. All right. And I laughed a lot. And my favorite thing about this movie is that, like, I, they don't give you any explanation as to what the disease is mm-hmm. until the very end, where she's full blown zombie, and then you're kind of like, oh, I get what they were going for. Yeah. But it's not like a good revelation. It's just kind of like, oh, okay, I guess she's a zombie now. Okay. She's gonna eat her mom. I guess. Yeah, I don't want to see that. And uh, but it was it was one of the best like schlocky shock horror things that I've seen in a while. Okay. Because it was it was competently put together. Mm. But it was just not good. <laughs> yeah. And that's I think that's my favorite kind of bad movie. Okay. When it was competently put together. And just not And it just kind of like starts out and you're like, oh, this is interesting. Mm. Oh, now I kind of don't want to watch this uh, anymore. Yeah. But I'm 50 minutes in. So, yeah. you know. Uh, that's one movie. I saw Suburbicon. So I've never heard of that. Uh, the Matt Damon movie with uh, mm. that George Clooney directed with the Coen Brothers wrote. Oh, we were talking about that last week. Yeah. Um, or the week before. Yeah. Uh, not great. Shit. Not great. I laughed once. In the entire movie, hmm. and granted, it's not branded as a comedy. Yeah, um, but it's a it's, it was sort of advertised as this like George Clooney Coen Brothers collaboration. That's what I was wondering. I was asking about that a couple weeks ago. You were saying they presented it as a comedy, but then I read it off. I'm like, it says nothing about, nothing comedy, about comedy in the description. So but I'm the like, marketing is funny. The trailer mm. is funny. Yeah, the the promotional material is sort of going like, hey, you remember the Coen Brothers? Mm. Yeah, they're making another movie. Coen Brothers aren't specifically known for comedy though. No, 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 but there's always this element of, like, dark comedy in the mm. films, right? Yeah. And that's what the trailer went for. Like, if you watch the trailer, it's cut to be sort of reminiscent of, like, a Big Lebowski trailer. Okay. Or, like, or like a Burn After Reading trailer. Where it's, right. like, 
shit just starts getting kind of absurd. Yeah. And the trailer just gives you thesis of how absurd it is. Mm. But the one joke that I liked in the movie is in the trailer. Oh, damn. <laughs> mm. so it's just like, it's like, it's a movie that had potential. Mm. It's a movie that I see where they were trying to come from and, and I see what they were trying to do. Uh-huh. It just hit the, it just missed the mark Sheesh. on like so many levels. And I think it's, and partly it's because like George, George Clooney, like he's like, he has a couple of good movies that he directed mm. for sure. But I think he just didn't know how to handle the script. Because, yeah. like, the editing decisions that were made and the sort of the decisions of, like, where to put the camera and, like, how mm. to present the joke yeah. uh, were just kind of broken. Like, mm. a lot of the jokes would have been funny had he just done another camera placement or just stayed on the shot for longer mm. or did X thing for differently. So, like, I saw where the jokes were going and I saw when they could have landed. Yeah. But they didn't land and it was just kind of bland. And, like, Matt Damon was fine. Julianne Moore? Julia Moore was fine, hey. I guess. Like the, okay. they, they didn't have a lot to work with, hmm. is what I'm saying, in terms of like character and script. Like, yeah. if, like if the Coen brothers directed this movie, it would have landed. Okay. Because they knew where to put the kind of jokes that this movie has uh, on camera. Yeah. But I don't think George Clooney knew how to do that. So a lot of the movie is just kind of like, I think that was supposed to be funny, but I'm not sure. Hmm. Kind of thing. And like I was really I was I was the only one in the theater watching it, and I was just bored. Like thirty minutes into the movie, I gotta see this thing. Like it's 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 I don't know. It sounds odd. Like the description. Yeah. It reminds me of um of the lobster. It's like how <laughs> one person can go in there and be like, "This movie is great," and then like Devin, he'll come in there like, "Why did you think this is funny?" <laughs> you know, like what about this is good? Like what are you talking about? You yeah, know, it's like you, yeah, yeah. we've seen the exact same movie, so it's like yeah, I kind of want to see it. You know, just to see. Did you know someone that said it was a good movie? I no one. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know anybody that's that's heard of the movie either. Though, oh, okay, so. yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. No, it was. Uh, it's not good. Mm. Like take it from me. It's just like if I was bored, and yeah. I have I have tolerance for being bored in movies. Yeah. You're gonna want to fucking blow your brains. Yeah, out I can't be bored like in the theater. Minutes. Yeah, I cannot do that. In the it's uh, it, it, it missed the mark entirely. Sheesh. But Matt Damon did a good job. Okay. Julianne Moore did a good job. I like her. Uh, the child actor that they had. In, I usually hate child actors. Mm-hmm. The child actor that they had did a pretty good job. Okay. So like performances were not bad. Yeah. It was just all entirely George Clooney's directing mm-hmm. and the way the script played out. Have Have you seen like I I didn't even realize it until mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago like how difficult it is. To work in Hollywood and not like rape kids and women? It's apparently <laughs> it's fucking incredibly difficult. It's, I did not know. Apparently, how once difficult. they give you the badge yep. that says, hey, you work for us now, yep. your dick just goes like, oh, find the nearest woman and kid yep. and put it in them. Put it in them. I did not know how difficult it was. Like, I had no idea. <laughs> like, I, I've been around women and children like my entire yeah, life, no. my whole life, but I, I just didn't know that, like, after you become like a Hollywood executive, that is just the most difficult thing in the world to not rape women and children apparently yeah fucking <laughs> how many have we got? we've we've got weinstein mm. we've got jason toblock yeah who's number of like weinstein is like 51 victims or yeah, 53 victims yeah jason toblock is 231 victims mm. what the fuck uh a lot of them didn't even break into the industry like yeah. he assa- he's like under the premise of being in the industry yep he assaulted them uh we got uh cory feldman who's about to like try to expose all these pedophilic People in Hollywood. Yeah. Kevin Spacey. Kevin fucking Spacey, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. And it's, it's fucked up. It's yeah. a fucked up situation. And just it just Hollywood should just like give chastity belts to everybody that works for them. I mean, it's, it's, it is, it's, it's insane to me. Like on, um, uh, on one point that's not a popular um, point to have, mm-hmm. but it's kind of like it's, it's not 
it's just questioning all of our our motives and our goals and how much does does money or power or popularity or a career in Hollywood really matter to us? Yeah. You know, how, how serious is that? You know, it's like I can't I can't excuse the um, the, the actions of Harvey Weinstein or Kevin Spacey or or any of these terrible people, and I can't you know blame any of these victims either for the things that they were put through. Right. But it's it's I think at some point we have to have to analyze ourselves one person at a time and think how, what is what is this worth? What is this career in Hollywood really worth? You know, it's not worth any of that. It's, it's not. Sure. It's not. But the the thing is that like there's so many like difficult social dynamics at play mm-hmm. that even when we when we realize that that this kind of trauma is not worth a career in Hollywood, no. Um, a lot of a lot of people are following this as their dream. Yes. Like you and I are, we dream of being filmmakers. No, and, that's what I'm saying. But like, yeah. what is it worth? That's what I'm saying. What is it worth? It, it's just I, I feel like we have to to love ourselves and have enough self respect. It's just. I I really there's a lot of things that I really want in in in, the, in this life mm-hmm. and and like I, I can understand like in Terry Crews' situation it's like say if you're working towards a goal for 30 years 40 years you know he's in his 50s now mm-hmm. so if you've been putting 30 years into something and then it can just all go away because you said that someone in a very high prominent position violated you at a party yeah. you know within all of your 35 years of work can just go away in the instant you know and then you may be able to confide in in another one of your friends you can say this happened to me and they'll say hey well yeah this happened to me as well by this exact same person but it's just after a while it's just who are when 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 are we going to get to a point to where we stand up for ourselves and say that it's not worth it the the thing is and and this is this is what i mean by like difficult social dynamics because i get where you're coming from Mm. um but the reason why it's it's not an it's, it's not an opinion that i think it's popular, or mm. it's a. Even, it's definitely not popular. Yeah, yeah, no. but even like an opinion that I would find difficult to justify mm. is because the social dynamics at play in any of these kind of situations mm. do not always come to value of self worth, or do not always come as like how much is this thing worth it. At mm. some point, they become and it's like you are being threatened by someone, mm. and some a lot of the times it's a physical threatening. Mm. Uh, uh, other times it's emotional threat. Yes, but you are being threatened by someone who's in this position of power. Yes. And whether it's the threat is to end your career or physically hurt you. Or your life. Or your life or any of that matter, uh, the social dynamics of power has a huge influence because humans are the sort of inherently social creatures. Mm. And when we're put in a situation where that social construct or that social environment Mm. is decidedly against that person, uh, they tend to submit because it's a survival decision. So, Mm. like, it's, it's, it's a ratio of, like, power dynamics. It's an issue of, like, um, people like that have been working twenty years to yes. get the or longer. that they want a lot or longer. longer. A lot of them, yeah. And 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 it's it happens so quickly that they can't really make a decision. They just kind of like they just want to leave the situation because it's so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And that's what happens a lot of the times. So a lot of times people shut down mm-hmm. and they just let whatever happened happen because if it happens, they can leave. And like that's really what's going on. So like at some point, it stops being about how much is this worth. Mm-hmm. And it starts being it's like, how do I get out of this room alive? And in and, and the situation, it might have yeah. not been life-threatening mm-hmm. in hindsight, but in the situation, it always turns into, how can I leave this room alive? This yes. is, for example, if you're a woman, like this is a man of power mm-hmm. that can overpower me and my life could be ended really quick and I'm alone in this room without him. Yes. Even if it doesn't come to physical threat mm-hmm. and the only threat that, that has happened is sort of this career emotional threat mm-hmm. over you, 
in your in, in, in your mind, you're kind of just like, this could turn physical, and I am at a disadvantage. So I have to let this happen to it's, leave. Um, but what my thinking is just like thinking beyond yourself. You know, as I understand that when a person is in a situation like that, that I've never encountered to mm-hmm. that degree, just because I haven't had those type of uh, circumstances and um, opportunities, you know, mm-hmm. over, over top of my head. But um, in situations like that, it's just, it, it hurts me when it's things aren't spoken up about and then it's just, say it happens to one person mm-hmm. and that one person never says anything and then that right. one becomes a hundred and yeah. that one hundred becomes a thousand. And, exactly and then, happened, and then the after, a, after a thousand, it's just, oh, there's so many people that the whispers are becoming actual screams now. Yeah. And it's, it's just, it's so terrible just that it, it has to reach that many people before something is actually done about it. You know, and you, and you gotta keep in mind that uh, it's also like one of those things where like the media itself is working against these people, telling yeah, their stories, definitely. and like so like it, it, three people, like maybe ten people, mm. might have spoken out about it before. And the jokes in media in Hollywood have been They've around been there. for decades. Oh yeah, uh, but no one thought anything about them because they just kind of get buried, and like no one really talks about the story. Yeah, um, but it just so happened that it took one person to like scream louder than the rest. And then people went like, oh, wait, yeah, no, that's bullshit, too. Mm-hmm. And then started speaking out. So it sucks that it has to get to that number. Yes. It really does. But that speaks to the systematic quality of the problem. The problem isn't three men in Hollywood. The problem no. is Hollywood. Yes. The problem is the way that uh, sort of power is handed to these Hollywood executives or, mm-hmm. like, these actors and celebrities. They have a lot of social power. Mm-hmm. And, it's, uh, and, and it just corrupts them. It corrupts people. And that sounded like I was on their defense. I'm not. I mean, they're disgusting human beings. Yes. For doing this, but it, it, it it's it's a systematic problem, and it, it once like all these people start speaking out, mm-hmm. and it's become one of the things. It's interesting to see if it's gonna be just like a vilify four or five people in Hollywood, mm-hmm. and then forget about it in the next year yeah. and let the problem happen, or if it's gonna cause a restructuring of what we think this systematic or the system should look like mm-hmm. and and so like are we going to see more uh female empowerment in hollywood as a result of this I think so. are we going to see uh yeah i i think so too and mm-hmm. i want it to happen yes. but it's one of those things where if it's not constantly in the media mm-hmm. people would just forget about it yeah and i think that's why like we have to keep talking about it even yes. when we're sick of talking about it yep. we have to keep talking about these kind of situations because yep. it's no it's not just like articles and clickbaits that we're having now it's like we can really make a difference on the way that Hollywood is structured yeah. on the core level and find all these other people that are sort of abusing the power. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, but it, it's, it's one of those things, man, where like, at one, it stops being one thing and starts being another thing immediately, mm-hmm. like yeah. super quickly in the situation. And it's, so like, it's, yeah. It's, 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 it's so tough. Like it's, I, I hate seeing people taken advantage of and yeah. manipulated and, that's uh, it's tough, especially like 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 I've uh, we've talked about on a number of episodes, especially the uh, Place Beyond the Pond episodes, mm-hmm. and um, just about morals and things that you would do in tough situations. And it's just I can't reasonably ask myself or another human being to throw away their life's ambitions and their life's goals, you know? Because I mean, I, I know I would run through a brick wall, like lit- I would literally try, <laughs> you know, to run <laughs> through a brick wall in order to achieve my dreams. Yeah. And then if I if I was told that my my dreams could be thrown away just at the drop of a hat from this one person from saying anything negative about this one person you know like I may expose this person you know or there's a 99% chance that because I'm a nobody that 
my words are going to, you know, fall on deaf ears and I'm going to go away forever. Yeah. You know, and that's that's something that these people are, are in, stuck in positions with. You know, they are just a one person who no one knows and they can use their voice, you know, to speak out against this person. But this person is very highly influential and powerful yeah. and they'll just have your words or you buried. And that's that's why it takes the massive amount of people that it took to yeah. get Harvey Weinstein out there and get Toblock out there. Mm. And like it's spacey it's, too, yeah. Yeah, spacey. Spacey only had one person coming out against them. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's so people far. that say that yeah. it's well, but there's people that say that it's been sort of a problem. Yeah, yeah. What's um, the name? They were they were making jokes about it on Family Guy seven, six or seven years ago. Yeah. I was I was watching an episode of Family Guy and there was like, uh, where are all the kids at? And they were like, oh, they're locked in Kevin, Sp- Kevin Spacey's basement. <laughs> then they show Kevin Spacey smiling like real happy. And at seven years ago, I I'm like, oh, Seth MacFarlane's just like fucking with people, right, you yeah. know. But I didn't think about, oh, you're in Hollywood and you hear these jokes and you're trying to show us what the fuck is going on yeah. out here. Seth MacFarlane <laughs> also was responsible for like a couple of the Weinstein jokes that yeah. were out there, like yeah. in the Golden Globes and whatever. Sure was. I saw uh, Uma Thurman. Uma Thurman, yeah. Uh, Uma Thurman. She like. Uh, uh, she was just interviewed, like mm. walking to another event. Yeah. She's like, "What do you think of the Harvey situation?" And she was just like enraged and said, "I'm not gonna comment on it because whenever I express myself in anger, uh, I tend to mis- misrepresent myself." Mm. And that was kind of her response. It's it's a problem. It's yes. a systematic problem, and it's one of those things where we just have to be better. Yeah. Like it's one of those things where instead of like how can we help, we have to like continually keep asking how can we change this? Because mm-hmm. we are the next people that are going to be in the industry. Yeah. Uh, you, me, the next generation of filmmakers, the next generation of actresses, and all these people—they're mm-hmm. the ones that are going to take over that industry as soon as like all these other old white men are dead. Yeah. Uh, and we have to be the change. We can't let those things happen anymore. And I think it's it's good that that all these people are speaking out yes, and sort of uniting about it and everything and. I want to give a shout out to Kevin Smith. I don't know if I talked about this, but mm. Kevin Smith, all the oh the donate yeah donate yeah, yeah. did I talk about this last week yeah uh, yeah so like shout out to Kevin Smith and other people that are actively working against the effect that this has yes um, and, and you know it's 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 a shame but yes. it's happening and I'm glad that people are coming out and talking about this yeah. uh, because it, it needs to change it definitely does immensely um, on that fucking note yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, no, I don't have anything else to say. I haven't seen anything else on television. Just been watching Stranger Things and like Suburbicon. Yeah. Trying to not die of overwhelmingness from work that I don't want to do at school. That's all it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I don't, my my brother came in town, but, um, I don't know. I'm still upset about this wallet thing. So that's where my my brain is. (laughs) Yeah. That's all I had. We're going to cut and then we're going to talk about E.T. Sorry for the bummer talk at the end. I think it's important that we talk about that. Very necessary. We're back. And welcome back. Uh, We're going to talk fucking E.T. Hey, E.T. the extraterrestrial. Uh, Let's see. uh, This movie is a PG movie. It's an hour and 55 minute runtime listed as a family science fiction movie. Came out on the 11th of June in 1982. Way, way back. Nice. Uh, The rundown is a troubled child summons the courage to help a friendly alien escape Earth and return to his home world. It's directed by Steven Spielberg and is written by Melissa Matheson. It stars Henry Thomas, Drew Barrymore, and Peter Coyote. Why the fuck is Drew Barrymore in this movie? Uh, She's the little girl. What? The sister, the little little kid. She's she's Gret? Yeah. This, This is her first movie. Jesus, what the fuck? Hell yeah. All right. Fucking Drew Barrymore. This is her best How performance. How old is fucking Drew Barrymore? She's like six or something in this movie. Five or six. She's young. What the fuck? I thought Drew Barrymore was like 50. What? Drew Barrymore? Yeah, I thought she was like 
50? She may be. Like, well, I mean, it's, this is 82. She's, if she, if, like that, if that's 82, she's like 40. Yeah, I think she's like 40 something, yeah. Uh, all right, Drew. Yeah. What the fuck? I guess because she was an adult every time I saw her in movies as yeah. I was growing up, I just assumed she was yeah. old. Yeah. That fucked me up. All that, right. That, that, yeah, I thought the same thing about um about Madonna, you know, because I was a kid and uh, Madonna, she was like 20, you know, singing these songs on, on the radio, but actually it went anyway. Yeah. yeah. No, I know what you mean. That's yeah. Drew Barrymore. All right. Yeah. Get Drew it, Barrymore's Drew. in it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you already did the run now. Yeah. Cool. All right. So th- this is a weird movie mm. for me. Okay. Because I, I don't necessarily enjoy child actors. Okay. I don't necessarily enjoy... Unless it's Stranger Things. Unless it's Stranger Things. Yes. I don't necessarily enjoy alien movies, mm. like like something crashes down on Earth and it wants to go back. Okay. I think it's just a tired plot thing that I've seen well, all my life. At this point, yes, but Model T Ford. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> okay, yeah. So like, like, but this movie is like has all the things that kind of work against it in a way. Like, I don't like child actors. Okay. Uh, I don't think the plot is particularly interesting. All right, and and I don't, and I don't. I just don't think it's an interesting movie. Okay, but I still enjoyed myself watching the movie. Mm. But I don't know if I like the movie. I'm, I think I'm a bit of the opposite. Like I think that it's a very very good movie, but I did not enjoy any of this. Really, I didn't enjoy it last <laughs> week when I watched it. I didn't enjoy it uh, yesterday when I watched it. Like I'm not. I don't. I don't enjoy this movie. <laughs> I don't enjoy this movie. That's and, interesting. That's, <laughs> I, I like I want like I, I I laughed and I had fun in the movie, mm. but like uh, maybe this is me. But let's just talk about the ending for a bit. The ending, okay. Uh, uh, maybe this is some some fucked up part of me right. uh, that wants to see every movie end tragically. Mm. I was ready for the movie to be over when the fucking thing died. I was ready for like them to shut the casket, lock it up, yeah. and then they could just go cry into his fucking bedroom and then, that's and then the credits end. roll. That's yeah. what, teach him a lesson about fucking life. Yeah. And that's what I wanted the movie to end. Yes. I think the movie for me was like half an hour too long. It was very just, long. Just cut out the... It was oh, an hour and 54 minutes. Hour 55, yeah. Uh, just cut out the last like act where mm. they chase people yeah. and they're riding on bikes and going to the spaceship and all this bullshit. You didn't like any of that? And you're just like, no, I didn't. <laughs> that was kind of fun. <laughs> it was a fun sequence. Yeah. But at that point, I was just like, just fucking kill the alien or send it home. Yeah. At that point, I was fucking tired of ET. Like, you like the scene that's like, uh, why, why don't you just, uh, why doesn't he just beam up? This is real life. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't laugh at that. <laughs> <laughs> you can't just beam up. <laughs> <laughs> this is reality, Greg. <laughs> yes, it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's also like like this little suit that ET or the puppet or whatever the mm. fuck it is. Yeah. Um, looks amazing. Yeah, for the eighties, yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, but it also, I mean, even now, like it looks. It was still, well, yeah, you're right. It you're looks right. amazing. Yeah. Uh, but it looked like an overstuffed wrinkly sausage, and it made Whoa. me uncomfortable <laughs> the entire sausage. time. No, my God. <laughs> <laughs> sausage. <laughs> Uh, and so, like, I, this is one of those movies. Like, as a kid, I would I loved this movie as a kid, mm. and I even had a couple of the video games as a kid, uh, yeah, like, as a movie as a kid. Yeah, and it was fun. But as an adult, just kind of like, none of this make what the fuck? What? It's the um, <laughs> some of the things that I loved about it as a kid. It was just like being a kid, and then watch watching kids being able to like do adult things, yeah. and just participate in the same way that adults do, and right alongside side of adults. <laughs> so I mean, I, I loved it for for that, and it was one of the first movies. That I had seen at the time, because uh, let's see, ET, uh, the Goonies, uh, you know, so it was just Sandlot? like uh, I don't the, know if I seen that, that's the type that type of movie, yeah. yeah. But yeah, it was just I just remember seeing those type of movies in the early '90s, and those movies would come out in the late '80s. So now right. we get to see them on television, and it was just I, I was remembering, you know, those kind of elements. And now as an adult, 
I don't care about the plight of any of these kids. I don't care about their stupid alien. <laughs> you know, it's like none of that. It's like I'm more identifying with like the parent, like the mother. She comes home and she's been at work all fucking day, and they got a, a alien that they're hiding inside of the house, and she's just not aware of any of this. No, nothing wrong. <laughs> you know, she doesn't give two shit. She was like, okay, you got the littlest kid, like the the little girl. It's like, all right, make sure the other kids are taking care of that kid. I'll make sure that y'all are all right. You know, here's some dinner. I'm taking a shower. Going or whatever you know yeah. and another thing that I liked in there the um you know the dad the dad is not in the picture right and um I, I just found myself thinking about like what her life is you know more so than those kids so it's like all right she's a single she's a single parent she's at home with all these fucking kids and the husband is in Mexico fucking Sunday <laughs> <laughs> Mexico somewhere and I was just like how is she coping with this I laughed really hard like I felt really bad but at the introduction scene when the kid goes like that's in Mexico, Mexico. with Sandy yeah. and she goes up to the thing and she was like he doesn't even like Mexico and just like leaves <laughs> yeah. I was just like that's so fucking funny I'm sorry yeah, it is it is <laughs> but it was like just seeing what the, the thing that she was dealing with and coping with so I was like alright as a parent you know in these times she has these kids she's not gonna be able to 100% know everything that's going on in these kids lives and that's you know? a lot of the 80s mm-hmm. kids like that happened yeah. that was like an actual cultural exactly. thing that happened yeah because that was when like fa- like families were going to work like yep. both parents were going to work yeah so they're they're called they're actually called the latchkey the yeah latchkey, latchkey kids generation. yeah that's what i was yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like i was after that but it was like my my parents they still were very much into the latchkey thing like you yeah. go to work leave you the key and i'll come home and be at home for fucking all day yeah until and- <laughs> The drunk parents came home and neglected your, the kids even more. Yeah. Then you went to bed at 9 o'clock, themselves. you know, because they wanted to put you to bed so they can continue drinking through the night. They tell you to turn the TV off, you know, so they can go do whatever they wanted to do. But then you still want to watch TV in your room, you know, so you turn the TV on. Leave the TV on and, you know, just turn the volume down. So, like, one. Yeah. But then they can see the light coming in from under the door, the crack of the door. So, so you they, put a pillow. So you put a pillow under there. But then they find out and they, they come in and beat you anyway, you know, because they've been drinking. Yeah, you know? right. Yeah, so. Um, you want a hug? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm just, I'm just like, imagining what's happening in ET. <laughs> That's not anything personal at all. That scene would have been so fucked up in ET. <laughs> no, but but seriously, that's, that that is the the train of thought. That's this is yeah. the things that I was thinking about in this movie this time because um, when when ET everybody go leaves and ET goes to the refrigerator and there's just like a whole six pack or maybe like how many beers? There's so much beer and yeah. there's only one person in this house that's able to drink the beer. Yep. It is the mother who needs all of those fucking beers <laughs> in order to cope with working all these hours and these three fucking kids, you know? So that's why it's like, because, you know, before when you're a kid, you don't put together, you know, it's like, why is there, you know, beer in the refrigerator? You know, why is there so much beer in the refrigerator? the mom needs it. The mom fucking needs yeah, that yeah. beer. She doesn't want it. <laughs> no. She, she needs it. She needs cope. it, yes. She is a low-key alcoholic. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. And I was like, I just remember being the kid in that situation and now looking at it as an adult, I was like, oh, Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. Um, all right, so there's a... there's a Okay, so this movie, there's things that I enjoy about this movie a lot. And right. mostly it's just Steven Spielberg's directing. Okay. He's a good director. Yeah. He's good. He's all right, at, he's all right director. Yeah, yeah he's, he's all right. right. You know, he's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Small movies, Jurassic yeah. Park, yeah, yeah, Jaws. Yeah, yeah. May have heard of uh, uh-huh. Close Encounters of the Fourth Kind, mm-hmm. Third mm-hmm. Kind. Mm-hmm. You know, just a couple of them. A couple That's of fine. movies. Small yeah. movies. Yeah. Independent director. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, like, he's really good at giving you information mm-hmm. and then making you remember information. Yeah. Um, so, like, at the beginning of the movie, when E.T. is, like, running away and, like, ah! <laughs> I love those noises. <laughs> <It's so great. laughs> yeah. 
and he's like running around with his arms up in the air mm. and like we see first of all the, the way he edits this mm. movie is weird to me okay the way editing choices are fucking weird mm. um but they're effective yes but they're weird uh and the the first example i can think of is in like in this running segment mm. they're doing uh wide shots of et running or sort of mediums of et running this is in the, in the woods yeah in okay the woods. Yeah. and they're, they're, he's obviously like at waist high of everybody mm. So, like, whenever uh, we cut to a POV shot, it's going to be waist high. Yeah. So, he just focuses on these keys that this, like, guy has mm. uh, while they're chasing after him. And it's jingling, and the keys are there, and it cuts back to E.T. in a white shot, but then it cuts back to a POV yeah. of E.T. running in the woods. So, you see the camera, like, burst through leaves, mm -hmm. and then back to the keys, and then back to E.T., then back to the, white, the, the, the POV. Yeah. And then he just, like, fucking, like, intermingles those for, like, a solid 30 seconds. And yeah. just cut, 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 and you're like, what the fuck? Sure is. Um, which is disorienting, and it's what he wanted to do. So it's why they're effective, because mm. it gives you the thing that he wanted to do. Yeah. But I don't like him. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, I respect, right. I respect the fact that he used them, because mm. he used them effectively. Yeah. But every time it happened, I'm like, get the fuck out of here, Steven. What are you doing? Okay. Just, you don't need that many cuts. Give me five, give me, th give me three times less cuts in that sequence. Yeah. And we have the exact information. Okay. Uh, kind of way and like the him running through the woods is one of them mm. uh the the first time that the kid interacts with et hey, hold on before before we leave the woods mm -hmm. this is my, my thought on the woods and it made me think about stranger things because i'm watching them both at the same time right. is um just how large he made the the uh the set feel yeah you know it's like we're, we're in a small amount of woods like I don't, I don't know like how big you know that area is but he made it feel like there's a tremendous amount of land and trees and it could have just been fucking 50 feet you yeah. know of of area that they were working with and he just made it seem like there was just so much area to work with even when the uh, the guys coming down in trucks you have the uh, the spaceship landing in that area like i just feel like he he the, the 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 area that he had to work with he he made it look like there was just he, he made it look the way that that it should have yeah I, I feel like so like the cuts i didn't think about so much that it was um it wasn't jarring for me but it, like i said it was a lot and i don't know if, i don't know if it was necessary or unnecessary like if you took those cuts away would i still feel like how grand of a scale what would i feel like it was as grand as it was uh, here's a I, I think the scale of the place versus the probably you're right like mm. it would probably taken out something a from little, the scene. yeah, yeah. Um, I think the the scale of the movie is genuinely amazing. Yes. Uh, in terms of like, for, this is an ambitious movie oh, to yeah. make in general. Oh, yeah. We've seen Spielberg deal with prosthetics before. Mm. And in Jaws, he had to get clever because yeah. um, the prosthetic didn't work. Yep. <laughs> so in this one, it was important that the prosthetic worked. Mm. The big budget went into that like little mm. fucking overstuffed sausage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's fucking disgusting, man. Yes. Just wrinkly ball sack full of meat. It's just gross. I don't even, like, as a kid, I didn't even remember that there were, like, more ETs. There was, like, hundreds of these little shits that look the same as him. <laughs> Never And forgot. they hang out with Yoda. They do. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently hang out with Yoda, yeah. Look on court Yoda all the time. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so, this, like, I admire the movie's ambition and scale mm -hmm. and trying to make this like little fucking oversoft sausage go home. Yeah. And like how the emotional connection with all these kids and whatever and and sort of like what it took to put the movie together. Yeah. It's not an easy movie to put together. Mm -hmm. um, but he did it and he did it effectively. Yeah. Um, but again, it's just like his, his ability to give you information is great. Yeah. Uh, how he gives you the information bothered me. Okay. A lot yeah. of the time. Uh, because the cuts were weird. Yeah. The, he does a lot of cuts that break the 180. Oh, uh, yes, he does. Yeah. 
Yes. And I get why he does it because yeah. it's meant to disorient you and put you in the same spot yep. as like this fucking kid that has no idea how the world works and suddenly he's got a fucking alien yeah. in his backyard. I get why he did it. Yeah. But the whole time I'm sitting there going, like, it's still fuck fucking with you. stop. Yeah, it definitely fucks with you. <laughs> yeah. Especially like when like when you know what that rule is. Yeah. And it, yeah, it's like, yeah, especially like now that you know, it's like, it's very like, as a person that maybe more of a layman, they don't understand why this is drawing to them. Right. But now when you understand why this is drawing and that the, the director understands what they should and shouldn't be doing. And, and now do you, it anyway. and you know that they're yeah. purposely doing this to me. Yeah. And every time that you see it, now you're thinking about why the fuck are you fucking with me? <laughs> like, you know that this this is a rule and you're doing it on purpose why do you keep doing this so now it's just in your mind waiting for him to fuck with you again yeah, and that's exactly it yeah like in the close-up like uh, the fucking little what the fuck's his name elliot which one elliot yeah uh, elliot's sitting in the yard and like et's coming over and he like puts all the Reese's pieces yeah but like in that little short like 10 second walk mm. we see a close-up of elliot's face mm. and then we see a medium from the back of Elliot into E.T. Mm-hmm. Then we see sort of like this POV of E.T. Yeah. And it's a 10 second walk. It's maybe like a 15 second moment yeah, in the movie. Yeah. Uh, it's fucking like 20 cuts in that. Just that gah, 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 And you're like, what the fuck, Steven? That, yeah. It's Jesus. Yeah. Um, but again, it just, it, it puts you in an emotional place that you need to be. Yeah. And, you, and I understand what he's doing it. Mm. So I can't fault them for it. No, no. But it bothered me. <laughs> And uh, and there's like moments throughout that like that all of the film mm. the the last I feel like the movie was pretty chill yeah right up until the last sequence where it just kind of like got really climactic in tone I mean I feel like I see that in the majority or at least in early Steven Spielberg yeah you know we'll, just to reference uh, Jurassic Park is just by the time you get into the end of a Steven Spielberg movie the last thirty minutes then you're gonna get a like the the score is just gonna be over the top. <laughs> Like the last 30 yeah. minutes of his movie, there the score is so over the top. Everything is big, uh, very cinematic. Like he's really going for the the gusto on the end yeah. of his movies, you know. And Which it, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. But I was just like, that's why I really think like him and uh, Martin Scorsese, like two guys on the opposite sides of the same coin. Like Spielberg is always going for that that um, happy feeling. Things work out in the end. Um, he, he he sticks very close to the. Um, Caution on the side of uh, like safety and being careful yeah. about things, but, and, but even it, maybe even like like what would now we not back then, but what we would now call cliche. Yes, yeah. very 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 much, you know. And, and for then it was just a way to to get into um, to have something that had mass appeal mm-hmm. for everyone, but was still a technically very very good movie, you know. But it has the the mass appeal that everyone can go spend seven bucks to walk into a theater to see and walk right. out and do it again, mm-hmm. you know. I, I, man, fucking! All right, so here's here's like three lines in my notes that uh, made me laugh. Mm-hmm. Uh, one line in my note: it's uh, "Stranger Things light." Stranger Things light. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which I realize how much of an asshole that makes yeah, me sound. Yeah, because uh, they're directly ripping from absolutely. ET. Yeah, and like, but even, like, and, and that's kind of the fun of ET now mm-hmm. for me. It's not even the movie itself. Yeah, just seeing how the movie influenced other pieces of media. Oh yeah. Uh, the introduction to E.T., the movie, mm. is the same introduction as the first episode of Stranger, of Stranger Things. Things. Yes. It's the playing D&D, mm. they get a pizza and shit goes wrong. Yeah. Uh, that's It's literally the same. Yep. And, it's, and I loved it. Uh, but... This is where I start feeling pretentious about oh, no. that thought. There, there's there's a one one or two shots that are exactly the yeah, same. Yeah, literally the same okay, shot. Okay, okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> no. 
I'm not saying it's the same introduction. Yeah. I'm saying that literally some of those shots literally, are literally the same shot. Yes. Uh, particularly the ones that when they're playing the indie at the, at the table, mm. they're like maybe three cutaways that are exactly the same as they were in Stranger Things. Yep. Uh, which is fine. This is, uh, I, I'm loving this right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'm watching this, and th- this makes me sound like an asshole, I think, because mm. like, I'm underappreciating the original in favor of the things that deviated from it. Yeah. I think, but like, as, as fun as E.T. is at doing all of that, and as fun as it looked in E.T., mm-hmm. I think that having 30 years to yeah. like sort of be influenced by it mm-hmm. and not direct, like if, if E.T. I came out like, if Stranger Things that came out, like, right after E.T., yeah. it would not have worked out. No. Because we would still be working under that cinematic language. Mm. But the, the things that E.T. influenced mm. uh, are now sort of be modernized into our cinematic yes. language. Yeah. And I think that they work better now mm. than they did in the 80s and the, the early 90s because we've been able to see them over and over again mm. and know why they work, break them down, and then apply the successful parts where they should be. And I think that's part of like why Stranger Things is so successful at bringing that sense of nostalgia. I mean, yeah, it's, it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be more effective. Stranger Things is going to be much more effective now than uh, E.T. would be effective now. But right. if we were watching Stranger Things in 1982, it would be shit. That, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, yeah. Stranger Things would not work back then. Yeah. Because all of its influences are from that era. Yeah. And then they've broken down those influences and implemented what they work in Stranger Things. Yeah. Inspiring a sense of nostalgia. Yeah. But when, when you watch E.T. and you see those same shots, and I see the way that they influence, I see mm. the massive power that they've had mm. in cinema, but at the same time, I'm just kind of like, the original isn't always better. <laughs> I mean, that's, that goes back to that, that Model T Ford thing. Yeah. You know, it's like the Model T Ford is the original, but the Ferrari is, is better. <laughs> yeah, it's, sure. it's a lot better, but it's just like, we wouldn't have the Ferrari without the, uh, that, that first that first person that comes out and makes something that nugget and then you can take from there yeah but, uh, build like, up to it build it in layers I, I would much prefer to watch a, a Stranger Things over E.T. all day yeah, every sure. fucking day <laughs> you know but but thankfully Spielberg went out there on a limb and um and made a movie like this I mean it's an ambitious movie it's it is a really it's an, really good. ambitious movie you know something that you know, there, there's there's a number of movies that came out from the '80s that just came and went, and nobody decided to to re-reference those type of movies right. at all. You know, so like, thankfully, this movie was a big enough of a nugget that we can still go back to and take the good things from it and and make things that, that in, in current time. But um, I'm I'm not a person that would want to go back and watch ET. Neither am I. You know, in in the 2010s. Did you uh, did you get another connection for ET? Like, okay, so. <laughs> This is really funny for me because we've watched a lot. We watch a lot of movies, like at least a movie a week. I don't think they understand how much. Yeah. Like at this point now, like two years, like yeah. every week we've watched at least at, at least the very least. And some one of those movie. episodes have four or five movies in them. Yes, and, so, and, uh, and not to mention that we've like you're still in film school. I went to film school too, and so we're watching movies for school, like yeah. literally. So it's like more than one movie a week, a so, lot of weeks. We're not the most experienced movie watchers, but we watch a lot of fucking movies. Oh my god. Uh, <laughs> like five years from now, like I don't know about you, but I will be insufferable. You're not gonna be able to tell me <laughs> I, shit I about this movie. I can't enjoy half the movies that I watch anymore. Yeah, because sometimes something happens on screen, and it literally takes like <laughs> three small things. Yeah, and I just go like, oh, I know why they did that, yes. and now I'm out of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, there was a there was a really low budget movie that I watched a long time ago, mm-hmm. or a low budget television show. It was a low budget television show. Okay, and I was watching it with Louise. Yeah, and the characters got out of the car, mm-hmm. but they kept the camera always from waist up. 
Okay. So in a point that you would not be able to see the logos of the car. Yeah. And I went like to her I and know I, why that's happening. Yeah. And I, <laughs> I I leaned into her ear and I went like, they couldn't afford the cars. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> they could not afford that car. So like I'm that asshole now. Yeah. But it, I I love watching movies. Same. And uh, but. Uh, did this you, thing happens for people that don't watch movies. Mm. They may have missed the connection about E.T. being telepathically, telepathically linked mm. with Elliot yes. throughout the entire fucking movie. I, that was pretty obvious. That was pretty obvious, yeah. right? I thought so. But then Spielberg goes in and throws a line at like near the end of the movie. It's like, no, he feels what E.T. is feeling. Yeah. And you're just like, what? Did we really fucking... Like, I get why you said it. Yeah. I get why it's there. Yeah. But did you, he he wanted to make sure that people got it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's that's his thing. But it's such a fucking like, like I think you're stupid. Yes, <laughs> no, but that, that, but but people are stupid. Yeah. <laughs> people are. That's what I'm saying. Like take away all of those moments from Spielberg, and then you got Scorsese. You know, <laughs> you got the guy that's not gonna just you know for, feed you, you know, spoon feed you the things because it's either you're smart enough to get what I'm doing here, right, or, or it's not don't. for you. Yeah. You know, Spielberg is like, well, I'm not gonna take the chance of not making a successful movie. Ever. <laughs> you know, like, seriously, ever. You're not going to find the Spielberg flop. It's like he's not taking those type of risks. So when it comes down to either spoon-feeding you information or potentially you not getting it, he's going to spoon-feed that shit. Yep. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely going to. And it, it's, not, it's not a horrible thing. No, it, no. It just annoys me as, a, like, a film watcher. Yeah. Where, like, I, this is very obviously happening. Mm. Like, at this point, the kid is lying in bed yeah. with the alien lying in bed. Yep. And they've said, oh, the brainwaves are connected. We get it, Spielberg. We get I mean, it. I mean, and, and, and uh, Stranger Things, you see that connection at all? Yeah, that's the- what I was going to mention next. Yep. Like the plot with uh, Stranger Season 2. Yep. The giant monster and Will. Being connected to Will, Being yeah. Connected. And, mm-hmm. and it's, it's fun for me to watch this movie to see how they influence later media. Yeah. But I don't think I, I enjoy these movies as much as I would have had I seen them in the 1980s. So, yeah, agree. Because they yeah. were groundbreaking at the time. Yep. But we've borrowed so much from them yeah. at this point that even if we haven't seen the movie, mm. we know the movie. Yeah. Uh, like, I, I haven't completely seen Jurassic Park yet. Okay. I fucking know Jurassic Park. Yeah. Like, I, I get bet. all the references. Yeah. Sorry. Because of that. And, yeah. and it's, it's not a bad thing. It's just an interesting thing that happens when your, your movies are so big and so mm-hmm. um, blockbustery and so revolutionary yeah. that they influence the generations of filmmakers. Yeah. That are influencing the current, the next generation of filmmakers. Mm-hmm. You know, like you're one generation of filmmakers, you influence one generation of, and then yep. that generation influence the next is one, making yeah. the new content that we're watching. Yep, and and that's always fun and interesting. Yeah, um, but about like the movie itself, just kind of like uh, I enjoyed it. I didn't care about enough. Elliot. I didn't nope. care about his brother. Nope. I didn't really care about ET Not past really. the point of death. Yeah, like I want, yeah. I legitimately wanted to like shut the movie off when he died, mm. so I could say that that was the end of the movie. I mean, I, like I, I knew that ET got to go home just from the, being a kid, but I was like hoping that maybe there was like an extended cut, you know, to where <laughs> ET dies, and then they actually do like open him up and do an autopsy and you know dissect him and everything, and then find out what it is that he uses to to make plant life grow and to heal <laughs> wounds and everything, and then they exploit that ability. <laughs> you know, would have like, been fun. <laughs> would have been. That's the kind of thing that Stranger Things would do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it it just goes to show that just completely new generations mm. have completely 
new outlooks on mm. attitudes on how to make movies nowadays. Was, was there an overarching theme? Was it um was was it supposed to be love that that was bringing life to the plants and that was healing wounds? Because you know he has this big red glowing what looks like a heart yeah, inside a heart, of yeah. his alien body, which I don't know what they would need for fucking red blood cells or a heart <laughs> organ, <laughs> you know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying, it just very, looks yeah. very similar to to our anatomy. But anyways, um, it, it just looks like he has a red pumping heart that's glowing. Yeah. And whenever he's using it, he's able to to heal wounds. Somebody's bleeding. He's able to fix, fix their ouch. If uh, plants are dying, you know, he's able to, to bring life into the plants. Right. So I didn't know if like uh, Steven Spielberg was trying to have an overarching that, that love cures all. I think so. But I have a problem with like extrapolating like overarching themes yeah. from like big movies. Like yes, this. yeah, because they're kind of bland mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Yeah, and like it, it's and even if I did, I'm not interested in doing it just because mm. they're kind of just yeah, I get it. It's, yeah, he can heal stuff, and then you love him, and yep. so he's not dead, and now he's at home. <laughs> yeah, good fucking job. Kid. Yeah. I don't give a shit. Mm-mm. Go back and play your bullshit Atari or SNES, whatever the fuck you're playing. I'm sure you had to have an Atari. Yeah. Hell yeah. Uh, but uh, things I enjoyed about the movie are mm. almost purely Spielberg and like Spielberg's fault. Mm. Like the way he put the camera, the way he directed. Yeah. Like the scene where E.T. is drinking beer. Yes. Uh, and Elliot's getting drunk at the school. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, if that, first of all, if that wasn't the first link that they're fucking connected, fuck out of my house yes that's what i'm saying it's like how 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 would they how would they not be connected like yeah, yeah. but that scene et is watching telly yep. and uh this kid has released all the frogs in his classroom yeah. uh and what's happening on the telly is like the movie i don't know what movie it is but it's like mm. an old-timey movie and mm. the two main leads are dancing yeah and whatever and that's happening on the telly and et is watching that but that's also happening At on the school, school yeah. with the girl that's afraid of frogs mm. and this guy and so like it, it, it's simply another thing to show that what E.T. is feeling is connected to what Elliot's feeling. Yeah. But I enjoyed how he edited that bit. Same. Because it was just like telly and then the same action would happen on the thing. Mm. And then he would cut away from Elliot and the action would be continued on the television screen. And mm. then Elliot would repeat it a bit. So like that whole parallel cutting was like a lot of fun. It was. Uh, and there's moments like that throughout the entirety of the film. Mm. Uh, but I, uh, as as good of uh, as a technically well made film as it is, mm. as good as as solid as the writing is, mm. and as uh, how do you say it, um, purposeful the yeah. decisions are, mm. uh, I I don't I don't want to watch it again. No, it's 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 no. not. I don't I don't I don't consider this movie a a timeless movie. Yeah, no, no, like it's not. it's very much stuck. It's stuck in the eighties. I think it was a great movie for the eighties, but. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like this is a movie that, that I would consider timeless. And now that I'm thinking about that, it's just like Steven Spielberg's movies have a, a very, very big impact. And, and they're, they're great movies, very great director. I'm trying to think, are there any movies that we'll talk about 50 years from now and not in the fact that the impact that they had at the time, mm-hmm. but, but the impact that, that they're still having, that they're still having, you know, and a lot of those movies that that have those type of impact, it has a lot to do with the writing and mm-hmm. the things that are being discussed in the movie. So, like a Jurassic Park, that's a great movie for the time, yeah. and it was a very big impact. But fifty years from now, where you know, you can I, just... I I still think that we're gonna be talking about 
Jaws, Jurassic Jaws, Park. Jaws, yes. I don't know about Jurassic Park. Uh, the reason why why I, I sort of think Jurassic Park's going to go down in history mm. is because it had such good implementation of technologies. Mm. Uh, like, it blended CGI and practicality so well. But why does that matter in 50 years, though? Uh, well, because in 50 years, it's going to be another kind of technology that we're going to try like to, like, Avatar. Like blend in yeah. into the movies or whatever. So, like, it, it's one of those things that you can maybe not borrow a technique from mm. Jurassic Park, but it's one of those things that, like, when we have the next thing that we want to implement to filmmaking, mm. uh, we look at Jurassic Park and it's like, here's how Spielberg did it. Here's what conceptually he thought about, mm. and this is what we can extrapolate from that concept that Spielberg had when he implemented CGI into Jurassic Park. I can, I can, I can, I can rod with that just a bit because, um, mm. like, like Rashomon, it's like if I was trying to explain to someone why this movie is good, if they're bored, I'm just like, well, this is the first time a story has ever been told like this. Look at the concept, you know, and people have borrowed from this for yeah. centuries because of the way that this was put together. So yeah, in, in, in that in that scope, yeah, I can see us looking at. Jurassic Park 50 years from now and then being able to take from that, yeah. The okay. interesting thing is about, like, having film history that broad... Because film's pretty young. Like, it doesn't have 200 years no, still. No, so it doesn't have. Um, so, like, the of having, like, film history to that degree yeah. would be that a lot of the things that we know are kind of lost to where they started. Yeah. So we're just kind of, like, taking bits and pieces and recom recombining them to fit the new standard of what we think are good movies at mm -hmm. the time. Not knowing that our cultural, like uh, this gen that, that generation's cultural um, nuances are going to mm. influence the next other sure cultural influences, like 100 years on the line, 150 yeah. years on the line. And, and that's always interesting thing about movies. So, like, we're going to keep talking about Jurassic Park. Mm. We, we might not necessarily talk specifically about Jurassic Park. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Same with Jaws. Like, like Jaws is one of those movies that would always have a place in culture because mm. um, it, it was literally the first blockbuster. Yeah. And that's always going to be important. Mm. But a lot of the techniques of filmmaking, we still use today oh, in filmmaking, Jaws, but we don't definitely. know Jaws yeah. used them. Yeah, Jaws, I think that, that's that's down in history. I mean, the, the, mm -hmm. like I said, the techniques in filmmaking that he used in that, that's going down. But like, say something like uh, Indiana Jones. Right. You know, like the big movies, people still love them now, but like, are we talking about those in 50 years? That's one of those yeah. things, man, where like, yeah. they're always, I think I think that they always have some sort of cult following mm. um, because they're, they were such big movies that like, if let's say like we we watch them yeah. and we enjoy those movies mm -hmm. and then we have a kid and then we say hey sit down this is a movie that I enjoyed as a kid and then be like I don't want to fucking watch ET this is shit right but <laughs> but let's say that they <laughs> that's what they're gonna say yeah. you know but in fifty years from now I'll be like hey kid watch Goodfellas and they'll yeah. be like whoa this is good it's amazing they don't care if it's fifty years from now or fifty years ago mm -hmm. like Goodfellas is good. But even, Always. let's say that like you show them Jurassic Park, yeah. and they're, like, they're fucking blown away by Jurassic Park for whatever so. reason. Yeah. And, and then that's another person that now knows about Jurassic Park. Yeah. And if he enters the film industry, that person will inevitably borrow from Jurassic Park. Of course, yeah. But what, and, I, what I think will happen is they wouldn't, they wouldn't borrow from Jurassic Park. Like if I have a kid 10 years from now, my kid is going to borrow from Jurassic World. Right. You know, yeah. or the, or <laughs> 20 years from now, the the new Jurassic thing that's happening, you know, it's like they're not going to go so far back because if they're watching Jurassic Park, they're like, the same thing as like watching E.T. Yeah. Like, yeah, okay, this is cool, but I can just watch Stranger Things if I want to be you <laughs> right. know, a little closer yeah. to what I'm looking for. So it's just like, I, I think 
Like, I really love Steven Spielberg's impact and the, the type of movies that he makes, and it's so satisfying to, to the masses and to, to the general public. But um, I'm not super sure how timeless his storytelling is. I, like don't, not, I don't think it's very you, timeless. You know, not, not, not his yeah. cinematography, not his technicality as a director. You know, not, not, I can't question any of those things. But as far as the writing in his, in his films... I don't know if I'll be revisiting uh, the, the, any of the the uh, the nuances in his writing. Right. I don't even want to bring the word nuance into his writing because I don't think his writing has much nuance to it no, at all. It, it's actually. very like purposeful. Yeah. It's just like it, it tells a story it wants to tell. Yeah, but the story doesn't necessarily uh, hold up. Have much? Yeah. Um, but like uh, the and I don't know how many like does Spielberg always like because this one was written by another person. Yep. Um, but the Spielberg has a tendency to write his own films. Not not much. Like even um, uh, purple, the color purple. You know, it's mm-hmm. a book, and then he just directed. I mean, he's more of a director producer. Right. I would have to look to see if he's written anything actually. Yeah, not, I don't know. <laughs> to be completely serious. Um, but uh, it, it's definitely one of those filmmakers that like his impact is big, but his stories may not necessarily be super timeless. Yeah. Uh, the other thing that I wanted to mention that I just had it in my mind, and I hope I not. Oh, his camera work. <laughs> Spielberg's camera work is always super fun to watch. Oh, yeah. Uh, his long shots are, like, really sneaky. Mm. They're always in a place where they don't feel... It's, uh, they don't feel out of place. Mm. They're always put together in a way that they make sense for them to be in. Yeah. A lot of, like, one-take shots uh, I, I really dislike because they sort of take away from the movie experience mm. uh, because you know the director's trying to be flashy. Uh, Spielberg is never one of those directors. Like, his camera movements... Are just like cuts, yeah. Because the camera moves and then it lingers on a shot and then it moves again and it lingers on a shot. So what you're seeing is you're not seeing the camera cutting; you're just seeing the camera move into the next shot. Yeah. Which I think is really fun. And uh, the <sighs> only what, what's up? Now just looking like uh, just coming to a realization, fucking thirty some odd years into this guy, <laughs> that he doesn't write movies really at all. Yeah. <laughs> like not at all. Like he's he's directing these movies, but he has almost zero say so in any writing. Like he, he wrote he wrote the Goonies. And he wrote the uh, the screenplay for Poltergeist and uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, but that is it. That is it. Cool. That is and it. Those are very good movies, admittedly. No, yeah, those are good movies. Yeah, yeah definitely so. But, but it was just like, but all of the the big movie, the movies that Steven Spielberg are known is known for, like he's not writing any of those things. So it's like I can't really put it on him that your writing isn't timeless because you're not a writer, right? Yeah. yeah. So all right. Um, but yeah, no, I I, th- I think Spielberg is a great director. His camera work is fantastic. Yes. Uh, I love the fact that uh, versus someone like like Scorsese has very good long shots when yeah. he uses them. Oh yeah, but you can tell that they're long shots. Yeah, and 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 that happens a lot of times in movies. But Spielberg, they're just there. Yeah, and they just kind of blend seamlessly within the entirety of the film. Mm. And I think that's that's one of the things I enjoy about Spielberg. It's just watching. It's like, all right, how are you gonna make me not realize that you're fucking with my head? Yeah, that's kind of why I enjoy Spielberg, and that's kind of why I enjoy this movie. Yeah. Um, but I don't I don't care about ET. I wanted him to die, like I said. <laughs> yeah. uh, I feel like that would have been a much uh, realistic uh, lesson to yeah. teach our kids. Hey, sometimes the thing that you love uh, fucking dies. It sure does. So don't worry about Sparky. He's fucking dead. <laughs> you know? Kind of thing. Uh, you know the Stranger Things that the Demogorgon thing ate the cat? Ate the fucking cat! Ate the whole fucking cat. I was so fucking sad <laughs> about the cat. But you know what? That's what would happen. That's what would happen, If you though. bring a fucking interdimensional thing that eats other animals into your house, Yo. it's going to eat your fucking cat. Yes. Like, E.T. would have gone. He would have ate the fucking little girl. He would have ate, <laughs> ate Elliot's sister yeah. like, immediately. Like, he was, he would have 
he would have not been there to be getting dressed up like goddamn uh, Diane Keaton. Nah. <laughs> she would have bit that bitch's arm. You see how she dressed her up? Yeah. The fucking the Diane Keaton top hat, the Diane Keaton vest, and the flower. <laughs> oh, it looked like she was just stepped straight out of Annie Hall, like E.T. did. <laughs> I was like, what the hell? <laughs> like a real alien is not going to be, he's not nah. going to have time for that shit. Like, so, no. What the fuck are you doing? Like, Telekine- <laughs> like, just fucking like lift her up and throw her out the window. Yes. Like, no. He's going to absorb her. Yeah. Like, that's all that's going to happen for her. Fucking. Uh, but, yeah. I mean, E.T. is a classic. Yeah. If you want to watch it, uh, feel free. What, what would you give it? A one out of ten? I'm going to give it a seven. I was, I was around the two. I'm like yeah. 7.5. And I think that 0.5 might just have to do with like the fact that it's E.T. Yeah. Like just if I'm being for real, like for real, for real, for real, for real, like cause I'm, I would say like a seven. Yeah, it's a seven. If I'm just for me, it's for a real. seven. Yeah. It's well directed. Yeah. It's okayly written. Okayly? Yeah. It's okay written. Yeah. Uh, the, but it, it really shines because Spielberg directed it. Yeah. That's really it. Um, but yeah, no, seven for me. It's not, not a big deal. Same. But if you love children's movies, if that's your type of movie, mm. which I admit are not my type of movie, yeah. uh, then I feel like you'll really love E.T. Rotten Tomatoes has this at a 98%, and the, the audience has it at a 72%. <laughs> See, that makes sense. Mm. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's one of those things. If you love children's movies and you like that type of movie, E.T. will definitely be for you, and you'll love the shit out of it. Mm. But for someone that's me, that's, I'm on a little bit more on the cynical side, and I just don't give a shit about kids and movies. Mm. <laughs> then it's it's just it's, it's a solid seven. Unless it's a cartoon movie, I like Moana. Moana really touched me recently. Yeah, yeah, I I love Moana too. Yeah. Moana was a good movie. I love that. Um, yeah. But that's not that that's that's not like a ch- movie for children. It's just an animated, cute movie for children. You know what I'm that's saying? Definitely like, for children. It's, it's PG, but <laughs> yeah. it, it's got messages that, as an adult, you can just go out and enjoy. Yeah. and enjoy the music. Yeah. But I don't know. For me, they're different categories. There, were, uh, there was a. Uh, if anybody's ever seen like the the classic um, ET uh, backdrop mm-hmm. with um, with the kid on the bike with ET inside the basket and they're flying through the air over the moon. Yeah. Like you've seen that picture everywhere. But then in the movie, that never that shot, that that shot doesn't happen like that because I mean when they're flying you know, over, there's so many trees and the trees are all in front of the moon. So yeah. you never get a single shot with the moon being full and them flying through the middle of it. I mean, it's, you don't get that shot. So. I was kind of sad about not getting that shot. I, Same, yeah. I felt light too. I, I was wondering if Spielberg thought about that after the fact. So, like, he, he makes the movie, and you know, you have a very gorgeous shot yeah. with him flying over the trees, and then the trees in front of the in front of the moon. And then after the fact, when he's going to make the poster for it, is did he think to just like maybe let me get these trees out of here? <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's like, I'm not Probably. gonna. Yeah, like, uh, shit yeah. happens all the time. Yeah, like, oh, fuck the trees. I'm gonna get rid of that shit. Yeah, yeah. It's ruining my aesthetic. <laughs> <you know? laughs> <laughs> Fuck out of here, trees. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, that, that was ET. Yeah. Uh, eh. It happened. Yeah, it happened. It, yeah. Was a, it was a movie. I'd love to meet somebody that in, in 2017, 2018 are caping up for ET. I would, I would love to. You I know? Love it, it was like, no, you are wrong. That is not a seven. <laughs> this movie's a 10 in 2017. Like, tell me why. How does Mathers feel about ET? Because he's a Spielberg guy. Yes, me too. I mean, yeah. but I don't think he, he can be an ET guy. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. uh, we're going to cut and then we're going to talk about the television and movie for next week. Yeah. Woo. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Can't really change that. Yeah. Uh, and welcome back. Hey, hey. Uh, television and movie, movie premieres. Premiere. Yeah. Uh, let's see. We're from Tuesday, November the 7th through Monday, November the 13th. Short week all the way around, like super short week. 
Um, the first show is going to be on Tuesday, November the 7th. Uh, it's going to be 30 for 30, Nature Boy. I'm sorry, what did you say, Nature Boy? Nature Boy. You ever, um, what, what, did you ever get into uh, to wrestling? Into wrestling? Yeah, well, I, call it, I call it wrestling. <laughs> you know, like, like 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 wrestling would be wrestling. like yeah, like wrestling. You like you can you can you can wrestle in the Olympics. You can win right. a gold medal from from wrestling. You know, but wrestling, now you ain't gonna get no gold medal from wrestling. <laughs> you get a bloody Grandma. nose and a concussion from wrestling. You get a a fucking a lateral across the fucking forehead from wrestling. <laughs> remember the Rock from wrestling? <laughs> <laughs> The Undertaker from that wrestling word federation. Yes, I remember, remember that shit. Hell yeah! <laughs> it was like, but um, but Ric Flair, he was he was part of. Of course, it's fucking Ric Flair. Oh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, Ric Flair, the the Nature Boy. Woo, Nature Boy. <laughs> I used to love that guy, like, cause I mean, I love douches, and he was just the biggest. Well, one of the biggest. Well, no, I guess wrestling just inherently has like douche characters everywhere. Yeah, yeah, they yeah, have to. You have to have that. Yeah, that's that was I was drawn to to wrestling. As a very, at a very young age, seeing all these super douchebags go out there and being douches and winning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, what? Like, you get to be a douchebag, then everybody celebrates you for it, you know, or, or the opposite of it, of you get to be a complete asshole and either everybody hates you for it. And I'm like, oh, that's great. You know, you get yeah. a response for being an asshole, or you get to be a super mega asshole and people love you for that. <laughs> wrestling uh, or wrestling <laughs> is a weird world to me. Yeah, I like watched it briefly when I was a kid. I mm -hmm. played the video games. Yeah, yeah, but anything past that, I'm just like, this is a whole fucking like dimension for me. Yeah, I don't know how to deal with any of you people. Yeah, I'm just gonna go back to playing Pokemon, <laughs> yeah. which is the same thing with mm -hmm. cute little animals. Yes, it is. <laughs> It's upsetting to me that I can't find enough Pokemon Go people to play with now. Yeah. Like, God damn it, man. Pokemon Go. Like, I waited so long. It was like, it, it's one of those things, man, where like it had the potential to be massive. Yeah. And then the company just kind of slowly stopped doing their thing. Yeah. And now it's just kind of like, wow, I guess I'll have a Pikachu. Yeah. Mm. Tesla thinks it's a, it's a very weird game because like you'll catch a Pokemon, like say, you, say you'll catch a Pikachu mm -hmm. and then you already have a Pikachu and the Pikachu that you just caught isn't as powerful as the Pikachu you, you already have. grind so that Pikachu into fucking candy. <laughs> yes. Just fucking throw him in a machine. <laughs> Pikachu, fuck you, Pikachu! Yes. You're making my other Pikachu stronger. stronger yes, just grind yeah. that fucker down to fucking candy fuck and, and feed it to the other Pokemon. Pikachu. She's like, what the fuck? So you're taking Pokemon, grinding them up into food, and feeding them to, to, to uh, themselves? Pokemon. Yes. Like, yes, that's, that is exactly that's what we're exactly doing. exactly what's happening. And it's not like we're feeding, like, the Pidgey, like, food to, to the, the Pikachu. Like, yeah. he's not going to eat that. He's only going to eat his own kind. Yep. <laughs> They're all cannibals. All and we're all fucking enablers. Yeah. Uh, but it, interesting enough, like, they say that Pokemon yeah. Go, and, like, the timeline of Pokemon, mm -hmm. Pokemon Go was the first game in the timeline. Yeah. Uh, because that's when people like discovered Pokemon, yeah. like after a nuclear war. Oh shit! Pokemon started happening, and people were just like rebuilding, and it was like, oh fuck, these things can do this shit. Yeah. And so like, they're saying that for the culture of Pokemon to be developed in a way that was humane, mm -hmm. and that we weren't grinding fucking Pokemon. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the first timeline, the rare candy mm -hmm. is essentially what you're feeding your Pokemon when you eat them. Okay. And in the mainstream Pokemon games, rare candies are very limited. Yeah. Hence the name rare, rare candy. candy. Yeah. They don't sell them. Mm -hmm. You can buy them. You no. can only find them 
in like relics, like yeah. re- they're like relics of all times. Yep. So what I, what I'm saying is happening. There's a theory mm-hmm. that Pokemon Go being the first game in the timeline after the nuclear war. Yeah. People are getting used to Pokemon, mm-hmm. and then when they realize that Pokemon were like sentimental and can feel pain and learn about all that shit, yeah. and like people started fighting for Pokemon and then started using them for war and all that shit. Mm. People were like, "Hey, you know what? Maybe we shouldn't fucking grind them and make them eat them. Maybe nope. we shouldn't do that. Maybe not." Because uh, they're fucking animals. Like I, I think, I think we'll, we'll feel that way like about pigs in a hundred years. Yeah. <laughs> you know, maybe we shouldn't like grind them up and feed them to themselves and like keep them inside like small cages and just to like get bacon off of them. You know, like in a hundred years we'll be thinking that way. But it's like now we'll we'll have our bacon and eggs. Yeah, That's <laughs> what so we'll do for now. <laughs> so Pokemon goes fascinating. Yeah, because uh, I think it's hilarious that people used to go like, "Hey, Pikachu, I don't need you." Yeah. The fuck in there, yep. and then just grind, grind them up, up into some Pikachu sausage and feed them to the other guy. Yes, and I'm with it. <laughs> but that's uh, oh, I don't know how we got from uh, from Nature Boy Ric Flair wrestling all the way to a, to a Pokemon, but we did. I feel like if Pokemon were real, like we'd now be getting like hundred emails from like Pokemon Peter. Oh yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. But uh, that's fuck you, Peter. <laughs> Why are we fucking Peter? What is it? People with the ethical treatment of animals? No, fuck that. (laughs) Fuck you. Fucking assholes. (laughs) They really are. Like they, like I mean, I I like I like what they stand for, but it's just like when I see them on the internet, they generally seem to be a little over the top. Oh, they're fucking dicks. They seem to be a little over the top. But even like, all right, just I'm gonna bust some Peter myths for you. Let's go. Let's go. Peter doesn't give a shit about your animal, Mm-mm. man. Like if you if you give a dog to Peter because mm-hmm. you're like moving yeah. and you can't take care of the fucking dog, yeah. that uh that cocksucker's dead <laughs> yeah, in like a week. That. Yeah, they kill him. They don't give a shit. Yeah, they're just like ethical like jerk offs right now. Mm. They go into your home and they give you a pamphlet, mm. and then the guy there goes like, "Oh, we care about animals," and then he fucking jerks off on your door, <laughs> and then you're forced to clean your moral guilt. In the form of this guy's like jizzy pamphlet oh. in your house, yeah, and then you sit down on your couch and then you feel bad. You pet your cat, yep. and then you go like, "I'm sorry, man." And then like, and then you say you're not gonna eat pigs for a week, mm. and then you eat pigs in the second day of the of the fucking week, yeah. And then you're back to where you started. So they're just like, Peter is nothing more than an organization that started nicely, mm. and now they're just like, "Hey, uh, we're gonna kill your dog and your cat because we can't afford to keep them." Despite the fact that we get uh, hundreds of millions of dollars in donations being PETA okay. to keep your dog and cat alive. Mm. So uh, fuck PETA. I don't give a shit what they say. I'll fucking wear a fur coat in front of them mm. and I'll pee on them too. I don't give a fuck. Uh, I'm, I'm, go- I'm going to go with the fuck PETA. No. But I'm, I, like, I'm not necessarily wanting to like kill the animal to wear the fur, fur coat in order to like spitefully put it in Peter's face because you're just like, I, like I'm talking to the bear I'm yeah. like it's nothing against you bear but I mean it's like I, I understand that you had the, the right to live just as much as I have but the I right to live but I got a point to make <laughs> I got to prove this point to Peter so you're going to have to die for me to wear this coat so I can shove it in their face <laughs> so get the fuck over here bear because Yo. you're mine now yes. I own you yes fuck Peter I really yeah. fucking hate Peter I understand that That's... and they make me sad with their stupid commercials they just they just come into your house and they just ethically jerk off in your face that's all they do yeah and i fucking hate it yeah and uh yeah that's it psa fucking psa of the day fuck peter i didn't know i had that energy about peter that's all right Uh, yeah 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 what's the next movie i'm I'm halfway with it i'm halfway with it 
Yeah. I'm going to kill that bear. <laughs> fucking punch him with a paw, too. I don't give a fuck. Do, do you know, oh, oh, man. The uh, In the mornings, mm-hmm. like, I'll leave out at, like, 6.30 a.m. For, for work, and there's a family of deer at least twice a week. Like, d- during that Monday through Friday, at least twice in the mornings, like, 6.30, I'll see one, two, th- uh, five deer. And you can see, like, one is, like, the, the mother and, you know, father, whatever, and three, mm-hmm. like, kid deer. And they'll run across... Like, uh, they run across the road, and they'll go over to, like, this playground area and then off into the woods. And, uh, like I said, I see them come from the same direction and go into the same direction each time. And every time I see them, and I'm about to, like, run them over, and I just stop and go real slow. Mm-hmm. And then I wait to make sure that it's all five, and there's not another three or four that's about to right. come out next or whatever. And I'll slowly just, like, watch them go off into the, the mist, you know, because it's so early in the morning. And then the only thing I can think of when I'm looking at these, these deer is just how fucking delicious <laughs> How fucking delicious those kids would be! <laughs> like not even like the full veal ones. is tasty. Yeah, veal oh. is delicious. Oh, ve- venison. No, venison is the grown meat. Veal. Oh, is veal. The, I thought veal is the baby meat. I thought veal was just um, like lamb. No, I think I'm pretty sure veal is baby deer. Just baby deer. Yeah. Is, is can veal also be baby lamb? Maybe. I'm wondering yeah. if like veal is just like a baby baby food, but either either way, yeah, like delicious. Yes, like I want I want that fucking shit. Baby I want piglets to. are fucking delicious too. Uh, do they taste different from other uh, pigs? Yeah, well they cook them. Their, their meat is more tender. Okay. Yeah, because they they don't have all that strong muscle fiber, mm. and so mm. they're just kind of like soft and mushy, and you can fucking eat a pig. Delicious. Nice. Oh good. <laughs> anyway, yeah. yeah. But yeah, um, I, I can't think. But how how much they they fucking taste good? Oh god! But that's um that's Tuesday, November the seventh, thirty for thirty. Nature Boy It's a documentary sports show on ESPN at ten p.m. Eastern. Uh, so the go check that out. Promoting nature, and we're just like fuck pita yep. and veals is delicious. They eat all the fucking deer that you come across. <laughs> eat them all. Uh, the next one is a uh, Friday and the last show actually. Um, it's oh, Friday, yeah. November the tenth. Is a comedy on Netflix, Lady Dynamite. Oh, Lady Dynamite's coming yes. back. Yes, season three, or season four? two, Night two, season two. I thought she had three seasons. No, just because I was like such a fanboy. Oh, like yeah, I was talking about so. it for like a full year before the first season <laughs> came out, and then when it actually did come out, I was like, this show is gonna get canceled because nobody's gonna watch this shit. And, it was, and you like, were kind of right. Uh, yeah, because nobody was watching it. But it's just like, but cr- it had such critical acclaim that they were like, all right, we'll give you. Another season, fuck yeah! So I mean, thank everybody that that is watching Lady Dynamite. Let's this is get a uh, Bamford, right? Maria Maria Bamford, yeah. Bamford, nice. She is she's so hilarious, she's man. Fuck, she's yeah. she's she's great. I love her. Uh, but that's that's Friday, November the tenth. It's uh, Lady Dynamite, a comedy on Netflix. So continue to support her. Uh, let's see, they have some information down here. Uh, Lady, let's see, Maria Bamford series returns for a second season that includes guest appearances from Andy Samberg, Fred Armisen, Jenny Slate, Judy Greer. Uh, and Weird Al Yankovic. Oh hell yeah! Nice. Speaking of Weird Al, I- I've been watching. Um, I've been watching uh, The Walking Dead. Yeah, I'm back on The Walking Dead. The new season's out. What does that relate to Weird Al? They're on the uh, the very first season of uh, of Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. They have they show a flash forward of Rick, and you can't tell if he's um, inside the hospital or what's been going on with him. But he's playing Weird Al Yankovic. Another one rides the bus. <laughs> You know, another one rides the bus. bus. Yeah. So it's like, you don't know if it's like a play on, is he dead? Another one bites the dust, right. but it's like it's some type of satire because it's Weird Al. Another one rides the bus. But anyway, that, that song played through the entire episode. Nice. Weird Al. So yeah. I, I, we should be done with The Walking Dead. I mean, what, Walking Dead has been done for season, since season three. Yeah. You know, we since just season three. It, ironically, we should, it's, a, it's, a, it's a zombie of the, the show. Walking it used to be. It yeah. is. It very much is. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's still happening. 
Another one rides the bus. <laughs> and another one comes. And another one goes. And another and one rides the, the bus. bus. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Are there any movies worth even watching? <laughs> um, no. Uh, but the first movie that we have is Murder on the Orient Express. I'm kind of excited for that. Yeah? Not necessarily because uh, I care about any one of the actors that are in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just... it's. I like murder mysteries. Okay. And I like clue style murder mysteries. Yeah. Where, like everyone is a suspect in the room. Mm. I, I'm curious what they do with that. You should have came to the thing last we, it was literally a murder no mystery. No one fucking generally. invited me. You don't ever come out to things. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> but no one invited me, so fuck all of you. <laughs> was, uh, all right. Well, uh, shit. Because like I can't I don't really have a rebuttal to that because <laughs> you weren't invited, but it's also true that it's like we'll invite you to a number of things that you don't show up to, but I can't talk shit about you not showing up to something that you weren't invited yeah, to. So right. <laughs> I don't Suck really have much more high ground. <laughs> I, I did one. I did go out last night though. Nice. Uh, my friend Giselle turned twenty one. Giselle sure did. Yeah. Hell, so, good job, Giselle. Well, Congratulations. Yeah. Like you Shout did out to you, Giselle. I, I didn't think she could do it. Survival. <laughs> Personally, on the side that I didn't think that you would be able to do it. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> You're alive. Yay. <laughs> Thought you'd die before this. I mean, you know. <laughs> oh man. So, but um, but murder on the Orient Express. Um. Let's see. The murder on the Orient Express tells uh, of 13 stranded strangers and one man's race to solve the puzzle before the murder st- the murderer strikes again. It's a Penelope Cruz and William Defoe is in it and is starring. What the fuck? The director of the movie is also the the lead star, Kenneth Branigan. Branaga. Oh. Interesting. I've I don't know if I've seen. Well, yeah, Woody Allen does that. I mean, Woody Allen, uh, Spike Jones. Spike, no, Spike, Lee? Jones, Spike, Spike Lee. Spike Lee isn't like, well, I guess he was the star of that one movie. Do the, yeah, right, thing, do yeah. the right thing. He's not typically the main star, but but yeah, he was in that and mm-hmm. in this, so whatever. All right. Maybe it'll be all right. Yeah. Has a uh, 53 meta score right now, oh, but it, it could go up. Yeah. We'll see. Uh, the next movie is Daddy's Home 2. Oh, shit. Is Daddy's Home? Oh, yeah, that, that's the, uh, the movie with Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. Matt Damon. Yeah, Matt, Matt, Matt Damon, yeah. <laughs> did, did, you, did you see any of the first one, the Daddy's Home? I saw the trailer and it just looked bland. I seen I seen some of the first one yeah. on um, HBO or Showtime or Netflix or something that was on television in the living room when when, uh, when Tesla was watching, and it didn't it didn't look good. It looked like um, they they had very good chemistry from the the cop movie that they did. You remember the uh, Will Ferrell and um, um, Wahlberg did a cop movie. Ah, uh, fuck. I, I know what you're talking about. Uh, yeah. I don't know the name. Yeah, I can't think of the name. Yeah, yeah. but they, they did a cop movie, and uh, it seems like their their chemistry was so good, they decided to do Daddy's Home, and then they made that. But did people see that movie? Because Is that the one where Mark Wahlberg goes like, if I was a lion, I'd still go out in the ocean, and I'd fuck your little tuna girlfriend. Is that that movie? Maybe. That sounds like that Maybe. movie. Maybe. I mean, yeah. that could also be like Ted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think yeah I know what movie you're talking about. Cool, yeah. yeah. But uh, Dad, Daddy's home is uh, Brad and Dusty must deal with their uh, intrusive father during the holidays, uh, starring Mark Wahlberg, Mel Gibson, and Will Ferrell. So no, this is a movie that now has to be done. Mm. You can't make Daddy's Home three. You can't do it. They, I bet they will. Um, because in the first one they had the two dads. Yeah. And now these are two grandparents that are coming into town. Oh. If they bring anybody else that's a great grandparent, you have to you have to bring more kids in. Yeah, you, have, yeah. you have to meet the parents, and then you have to meet the fuckers. You know, so, <laughs> so, so it's like now you got to bring in small children this is or true. animals. Yes. You know? So now it's just like, 
what, what's it gonna what's the next one gonna be? If now you, if now you're gonna switch the kids, yeah. Instead of daddy's home, mm-hmm. it's like daddy wants to kill himself. Maybe is that what's gonna be? Maybe you're gonna bring seven kids into the house and the dad's just, or daddy drinks too much. I mean, they'll, they'll figure it. something out. Like they, yeah. they had a movie called um, um, "Honey, I Shrunk the Kids." In the, that, yeah. yeah, that was late eighties, early nineties stuff. And then it was like "Honey, I Shrunk the Kids" too. I'm like, all right, well, that has to be it. Like, yeah. you can't have more movies. Like, you shrunk the kids twice. You're not gonna shrink the kids anymore. I'm like, oh well, now the third one, "Honey, I Blew Up the Kids." So now <laughs> the kids are just super, super big. Like he made like the dog really big and like an ant <laughs> super big. Like he, you know, so I'm like they're gonna find a way to make a third daddy song Turns movie. Turns out, "Honey, I Shrunk the Kids" and "Honey, I Blew Up the Kids" is the origin story for Ant-Man. Oh, God. All right. Sorry. All I'm right. going to go. Uh, I'll, I'll fucking leave the show now. Chris, you can finish. Oh, goodness. I ain't even, like, I, I, I see the, the similarities to the two. That is, that's, that's terrible. It's a bad joke. It's a terrible joke. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they literally had the same shot in both movies, you know, in uh, Honey, I Blew Up the Kids, blowing up a huge ant. I believe they did that in Ant-Man. Did they yeah, not they blow did. up an ant? Yeah, yeah, they did. So yeah, they right. they, they made a uh, Thomas the Tank Engine really big. Yeah, there we it's go. My favorite shot in that man. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. This fucking Thomas the Tank Engine stupid fucking that fucking face, man. That face is kind of creepy, it's you like, know, because like has cherry red cheeks. It's just it's, it's pretty like weird. Blue. Yeah. And like purple, like it's running out of oxygen. Yes. Like if it opened its mouth, I expect it to scream. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like a steady, like, pitch scream. It doesn't inflate, just ah! I would love to see, like, him go, like, riding down the chicka chicka chicka. (laughs) Chicka 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 chicka, just screaming. You know, fun fact in the Thomas the Tank Engine show, this Uh, actually happened in the show. All right. Uh, one of the tank, one of the trains fucked up. Okay. And the punishment for this train was they put them back in the tunnel where mm. like they're serviced. Okay. And then they bricked walled the door. Oh, in front shit. of them. And they don't die. <laughs> what the fuck? And he stayed there for like way too long, like I like like fifty years. Yeah. Inside the train. Holy fuck. Inside the hole, and people were just okay with this. People were just like like. Humans did it, and all the trains were just like, yep, man, that's going to happen. No one thought locking an immortal train in a brick fucking wall was a big fucking deal, apparently. Holy shit. Yeah, that's, that actually happened. It's pretty more. And the shot that they do it in, because it's like stop motion animation, yeah, yeah. they have the train inside the hole just looking blankly at the camera, oh. and they just have slowly by little cross-dissolving the wall oh. in place. <laughs> and just, his face just staying the same. It just, just stays like, the oh. same. It is the cre- I'll fucking show it to you after yes. we're done because it's the fucking terrifying. It's so oh, scary. Man. So yeah, Thomas the Tank Engine. Fuck that show. Did, did you ever see this uh, show called Caillou? I I've 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 heard about it. I haven't seen it. I, I recently like uh, my daughter. She watched it a couple years ago, and I recently seen a remix by Lil B. Have you heard this thing? It was like pussy a, ball like Caillou. Yes, <laughs> pussy ball like Caillou. Swag swag like Caillou. Go way back like Caillou. I'm good, nigga. How you? I was like, what the fuck? I was like, <laughs> they, they got like a and, and it was that like the whole Caillou song in the background yeah. and everything. I'm like, whoa, kids. It was like fuck door the explorer, suck my dick, bitch, little B fucking Caillou. <laughs> I'm like, what? Rap is fucking ridiculous. It's fucking insane. <laughs> I was like, wow. But um, but that is uh, Daddy's Home 2. So uh, that, it's a Christmas movie. So yeah. I guess you can go kill yourself. Uh, the next movie is uh, Three Billboards Outside <laughs> Ebbing, Missouri. 
Three. This this one actually looks like it's gonna be good. Three uh, this billboards. Yeah, this is Martin McDonough. Oh damn! There it goes. Yeah, yeah. he did in Bruges and Seven Psychopaths. Hell's yeah! Uh, I am super fucking into this movie, and I'm gonna go watch the shit out of it. Like I didn't I didn't even recognize his name, uh, Martin McDonough, till um, just now when you said that. I was I was paying more attention to uh, Sam Rockwell. This guy's one of my favorite actors in the history of acting, and I haven't gotten to see him in enough like mainstream like blockbuster movies. I always confuse him with the guy in the Big Lebowski. That oh, had the mustache. Sam from, Elliott, I think. I was confusing with Sam Elliott. From the Big Lebowski. You know the, the guy that's like the at the bowling bar that the dude talks to at the end, and it's just like. Oh, with the the cowboy guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's mm. not him, right? No, definitely not. That's, that's Sam that, Elliott. That, that guy's. I don't know who Sam Elliott is, but the guy with the mustache, he's like an older gentleman. He's an old guy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I always get him mixed up. Sam Rockwell is a young guy. Every though. time, I know. <laughs> I know. I'm not saying that I think okay. that's who he is now. Yeah. I just like every time someone says Sam Rockwell, my mind jumps to that fucking cowboy guy. I got you. And I'm just yeah. like that fucking guy's in this movie. <laughs> it's um Sam Rockwell. He reminds me very much of Ed Norton. Like those are the like when I do the white people all look the same to me. <laughs> like that's the uh, the thing. Here's one. Here's a picture. Oh, okay. It's Ed Norton, Sam Rockwell. Oh, that's Sam Rockwell. Yeah, that make, that makes me uncomfortable. He's he's been in a movie called he was in a movie called Moon, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. We'll probably do that one day in the future, but yeah. I just haven't seen him in enough like mainstream movies. But uh, this one is in this darkly comedic drama. A mother personally challenges the local authorities to solve her daughter's murder when they fail to catch the culprit, and then it just stops there. They don't they don't continue to to go on. Oh, I think I think it says she takes matters into her own hands or whatever. I mean, yeah, we can we can we can try. I mean, but yeah. I'm saying just period. When when oh. they when they when they fail to catch the culprit, so I would think they would give me like another paragraph. Yeah, that's a fuck up from him just to just to continue. Yeah, but um, uh, but yeah, this movie looks really fun. It's uh, you know, the girl that played the lady cop in Fargo. You uh, season which? No, the movie. The movie. Oh, the movie. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, she's the she's the lead. Nice. Yeah, she's really funny. I like her a lot. Okay. I'll, I'm definitely 100% seeing this. Don't know if I'll see it in the movie theaters just because it's been like a year. Like, I don't yeah. fucking I haven't seen a movie in forever. It's crazy. I, I know the feeling. Yeah. This year has been so... I work in a movie theater now. This movie, this year has been so bad for movies yeah. that since I started working in the movie theater, I've gone to a free movie three times. Damn. That's how bad it fucking is. I get free movies. I don't fucking go to them. Yeah. That's that's it. that's a yeah. I've been getting uh, like the Warner Brothers stuff and um, mm. like you know you can sign up for different things or whatever. So it's like I'll get like the, even the early release. I'm yeah. like I don't I don't even care to see it in early release. Don't yeah. even care. It's been like that. That's how it's been. Movie's been dry. It's been dry as fuck. Yeah. Um, but Justice League's coming out. Hopefully that's good. Hopefully. Thor came out. That's I've heard done very well. good things. Well, yeah. last night people were talking about it. They said that this is the funniest Marvel movie that's ever been made. And that's interesting considering the Guardians of the Galaxy is a fucking thing. That's I don't I don't know what to think about that though yeah. you know because Ant Man is a movie that was purely going after comedy yes you know e- e- even in in the the sense that it maybe it maybe took a little away from the movie because of how comedic that you're going I believe that Guardians of the Galaxy two suffered from yep. that you know trying to go way too over the top comedic that. It just it hurt the movie. Guardians of the Galaxy one, I thought had a perfect blend, Same. you know, of being very charming, charismatic, you know, having those funny spots, but but also being able to carry a movie. So if they're saying that this Thor movie is funnier, then what, what would you consider the funniest? Guardians of the Galaxy for me is the funniest. The first one. The first one, yeah. I, I would say the second one was funnier for me in Guardians, but I didn't like the second movie. You know, what I'm saying it was a lot yeah, funnier, yeah. but it was just like I don't like this. See, for me, like, Guardians 2 wasn't that funny for me. Mm. 
Because I, I didn't like the comedy in Guardians 2. I just I, didn't laugh. No, no, no okay. That's, that's, I'm that, I might be explaining it wrong because um, I don't, the jokes weren't the kind of jokes that I like. But I'm yeah. saying as far as the writing in it, it seems like they're approaching it from a comedy a standpoint to the point to where this whole movie is just comedy, 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 joke, joke, joke. Oh, okay. So, I know what so like if I'm looking at Guardians 1 versus Guardians 2, I feel like Guardians 2 has a lot more comedy and jokes yeah. and things that are supposed to be funny, you know, okay. as opposed to the first one. So if someone that likes Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and thinks that it's very, very funny, and then they see Thor and then say that this is the funniest movie, I don't know what to think about this Thor movie now. <laughs> yeah, I've heard, I've heard really good things. Mm. I've heard that it manages to inflict, like inject humor into the Thor movies like yeah. they very much needed. Yeah. And uh, part of that is like Taiki White, White Kitty, White Titty. Taiki White Titties. What? I'm saying his name wrong. The director, Ta- uh, oh. uh, White Kitty or whatever. Whatever. Yeah. I forget his name. Yeah. Um, but he's he's done a couple of movies that I really enjoy. Mm. Uh, he's from New Zealand. Nice. He's a good director. Mm. Uh, he knows how to be funny and when to be funny. Okay. And uh, this is one of the movies that Chris Hemsworth came out and said. Uh, Kevin Smith was talking about the Thor franchise in his podcast, yeah. and he said that this movie needed some humor, and we sort of decided to start from scrap with Thor's approach to humor. Hmm. And so uh, that's why they threw out the hammer, and they gave him source now and cut off his hair. Nice. Like they wanted to make a new thing out of Thor now, hmm. uh, and part of that is credited to Kevin Smith yeah. uh, commenting on the franchise. Uh, the director, who had no problem... Uh, throwing out what had been established in terms of like Thor being yep. this broody guy. Yep. So like I'm interested just because the director's solid, mm. and I think Chris Hemsworth had a lot more fun working in the Thor movie. Yeah. Based on what he's talking about, so like maybe it's good. Maybe it's not bad. Kind of funny. That's kind of making me want to get out of the house. Like 2049 yeah. didn't make me want to get out of the house. You know, like, <laughs> I, I mean, I, I think that it's probably good. You know, I've heard yeah. very good things, but this Thor movie makes me want to get out of the house to go see yeah. it. Yeah, I'm interested in seeing how it works because, yeah. like, Marvel has been so formulaic lately yeah. that I want to see, like, hey, let's maybe stray from the formula a little bit. Yeah. And it helps that this is, like, a Thor and Hulk movie, which mm. they have a fun dynamic in the, in the other movies anyway. Yeah. So, like, I don't know. It's got a lot of things going for it. I'm excited for it. Uh, they may be turning over a new leaf. Like, so we're seeing the Spider-Man Homecoming, and that's, that was great. I think, that, I think the success of Homecoming is going to shape a lot of the movies after mm-hmm. that. Sure enough. Because, like, people are just like, fuck you, yeah, I just want to laugh. It's a superhero movie. Yeah, yes. <laughs> I'm feel sad about shit. Exactly. I fucking hated Civil War because of that. Civil War. Uh, I think I liked Civil War. I can't remember. Yeah. That's probably not a great sign. Which, what's, what's the... How, what's That's the order? A, uh, it's uh, the Captain Avengers America. Mo- the, the Avengers movies. I Avengers, mean. Age of Ultron. Well, uh, Civil War is a, is a Captain America sequel. It's not an Avengers movie. Oh, I, I may have just never seen that then. Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't you know. got Captain America. You got Avengers. Like, Avengers and Captain America movies. Captain America, Avengers, Avengers 2, Civil War. Uh, Captain America Civil War. Avengers, I know I've seen it. I thought that was a very good movie. The, the first Avengers, Avengers. Is The first Avengers is yeah. great. Age of Ultron, I wasn't not a big so fan good. of. Captain I, America, I did not like. Captain oh, America. Civil War! That was uh, when um, when Captain America and and Iron, um, and Iron Man are going in. Yeah, that fuck that. No. Yeah, I didn't like that movie. Okay, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, but Captain America one was eh. Captain America two was really good. Winter mm. Soldier I enjoyed. We do we disagreed on that, but all right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We did. I, I love the first Captain America, and I, I hated the second one. Captain America one. Yeah. Such a bad movie. It's no. Like fucking show girl. The no. Movie. It's so good. Uh, but Civil War is garbage. <laughs> yeah, we can agree on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. Uh, it's a fucking short. Just movies. Go watch Three Billboards outside of Evermint. That's the one you should be watching. Yeah. Uh, kind of fuck the other two. Go yeah. support Martin McDonough. There we go. He's a good filmmaker. And with that, uh, you can find us on Twitter on the score FFS podcast. Uh, you can find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Podcast app, and Apple iTunes, and the iTunes podcast app. Another name for film's sake. You can find us on Facebook at the FFS podcast. My personal Twitter handle is at Brian or Chija. And Chris, your <laughs> Twitter handle? I'm at uh, T-H-A underscore V-O-N-Z. Hey. hey. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, thank you for listening. And then we'll be back next week with Whatever the fuck we're gonna talk about next week. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, 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 oh. Number one show in North Carolina. Number, we're the number one show in North Carolina. Yep. Just so you know. Keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs>